Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey everybody, what's going on? I am on T with Tay and my name is Jim Knight. So this episode is about to be the baddest episode of all times because I have the baddest, one of the baddest boys or men to ever come out of Nollywood. Trust me, I don't think anybody has ever filled those shoes again. Or maybe some of this coming, but I don't know. But guys, please put your hands together for Jim Ike. Thank you. Thank you. This is a very legend, legendary episode. Thank you for having me, T. You, you guys agree? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for coming on my couch. Thank you for coming on my show. Um... When I heard that you were coming this morning, I went to your Instagram and I'm like, I'm going to talk to this man. Let me just see what's been up to lately. And I went there, I just realized that you're not fooling anybody. Hmm. That's well, a very Beyonce move. Like, yeah, <laughs> what's up? Uh, well, from day one, I got on social media. That I didn't want to follow anybody. Hmm. Um, I pretty much um, wanted to establish the fact that this is a marketplace. Okay. It's, hmm. um, it's a pseudo reality there it's not um what people want to take us the everyday life and if you see every one of my posts is tailored mm-hmm. um i don't i don't post my family i don't post my personal endeavors there's certain things i think um should be left for one to um you know to experience alone um there are three tiers of um life that i live yeah i live the private life no let me start i live the public life i live the private life I live the secret life. Right. Social media is the public life. Okay. Um, I mean, if I want to make a statement in style, if I want to make a statement on my ideology and principles, if I want to market something, if I want yeah. to promote whatever, or serve a new understanding or my opinion on something, that is where I should be. Or if I have, I'm having a good time mm-hmm. with people that don't also mind being on that platform, I go there. 
Um, the associates I have, business associates I have that are not concerned with this. Um, sorry, um, uh, they are even though really young people as well mm-hmm. um, that could not be concerned with this. And they are, they are, I have kids that run the mall in any part of the world and nobody points at them and say, hey, I know that face. Right. They'll make their mistakes. They'll have their feelings. They'll have their triumphs. Um, and, and nobody will, will judge them by the standards of public domain or opinion. Mm. And they, they will live that life, that normal life. So I ostracized that. I, it was very deliberate. And I felt in that need, there's, there's nobody. I'm going to create my own version of social media interaction. Amazing. Mm. Oh, it makes sense now. But mm. I, I mean, like, you think they're fooling a few people. Maybe like Misha. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, I followed five people. So they had a family meeting on my head. I'm, I'm an only son. Yeah. I have six sisters. Wow. Seven, actually, one passed. Mm. So we, we, they all said, I said, listen, I mean, you have to do this. I said, first of all, I've protected you people of my life. We don't share the same last name. Okay? No, we don't. What's your, sh- sorry, what's your real name? My real name is James Ikechiku Isomoa. Wow. Okilwe. Wow. That's my great grandfather's okay. name. Now everybody goes with that last one. Yeah. Okay? And you know, from day one, I figured that part out even before I understood what the industry was. Mm. I said, if I'm going on this journey, if I'm going to embark on this journey, I'm going to go alone. I'm going to go through the trials, the ups and downs that comes with this journey. Mm. And if it works, Okay, I'll be the focus of it. If it doesn't, I would have exempted these people from from whatever comes with it. So you already had a plan to protect your family. From I had that day. strategy from day one, and now there's an extension of it to my new generation, which are my sons. So I mean, I, I remember does this strategy work? It works because um, I remember um, just recently at the mall in Paris. Um, they were playing, just hanging around and, and having fun. And a, a bunch of Ivorians came to take a picture. There was a, it was a basketball team and there was total chaos. Okay. They wanted pictures. They were making a lot of noise. It was a female team. Oh, wow. So, yeah. I mean, they were screaming and all that. And the ball was like, I mean, What's going I mean, on? Uh, one moment ago, I was a dad hanging out with my sons right. and just having a good time. We're shopping. And they were bugging their feet, was hurting. So I, I put them on, on the trolley. And after a while, mm-hmm. I took it off. I wanted to have a drink before we continue shopping. So the next thing, it tore apart. Now, my first boy understands it. You know, he's already smiling. He's trying to get me out of the situation. The other dude doesn't want to share. And was highly <laughs> offended by what was going on. Oh, wow. But at the end of the day, um, you know, they went off to play, went off to hang out. And nobody understood what just played out. Mm. That lean credence, that lean conviction to my principal at the end of the day, because mm-hmm. they had a good, nobody was interested in taking pictures with them. Nobody knew they were with me. So when the chaos was done, you know, I picked them up. We continue, I continued doing what a dad does with his son. So this is your sacrifice for your family and friends to have normal lives. I will not call it sacrifice to, you know, in a mm-hmm. sense, it's a strategy. I think mm-hmm. that was born out of just, um, a natural instinct, primordial instinct to protect and preserve from day one. Because I really didn't figure out as at that time why I took that decision. Mm-hmm. It was born out. Everybody was just going with their names then. And I thought it was speaking something into existence as well. Mm-hmm. I told myself, I'm going to be one of the most recognizable faces in this continent soon. Seriously. I said, how about if I'm so famous I can walk around public places. 
what would happen to my the relationship with my sisters? They were the ones I was thinking about then. And then my mom. Um, when my mom was alive, well, my mom wasn't more like mother. My mom was like my best friend. We travel together. We hang out together. We shop together. Yeah, we're business partners too. Wow. So um, I was thinking, I mean, the, this freedom, this, this openness. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I was at a mall earlier. I was born in Gabon, by the way. And I was in Libreville once with my mom um, at the market. When this, this singer, he was, he was a singer then. I can't even remember his mm-hmm. name. And, it, and there was total chaos in the market. And I took something away from that, that experience. And I said, okay, someday if I'm more famous than this guy, so that it would probably compromise the relationship I have with my loved ones. So I took that decision then and said, you know what? I mean, what can I take away from my name? James, Jim, Ikechiko Ike. Jim Ike was born. Sorry, this is very interesting. <laughs> but how old were you when you planned all this? I, I started in when I was about 19 and a half. Um, I was done my first degree at about 19 or so. And then, and, you were uh, done with your first degree at 19? Yeah, I skipped two classes, by the way. Okay, I'm so, not a genius. I was just... Because you sound like was, a genius. All I was quite, saying, I was quite know, smart in school. Yeah, okay. I was. And I think that was probably again, but I didn't like traditional learning. I didn't like traditional classrooms. I still don't. My my learning process has always been unorthodox. Mm. It's always been unconventional. I absorb extremely quickly when I learn unconventionally. I'm very mnemonic, but I don't like when you sit down and set out the rhetorics of, of classical learning. I, yeah. I don't like that. My parents got to find that out a little too late. So, so then the struggle was definitely I'm, I'm of Eastern extract. I'm Igbo. Yeah. And you know, they, they, they design your life before you're born. And if for any reason they, they pass before you, they design it all the way to the grave too. You know, so basically you have no say. Yeah. So the design was simple. I mean, you're done by 20. Yeah. We'll give you six, seven months, travel, hang out, do a little bit of thing a middle class family can afford. And when you come back, you go straight for the MBA, go for one more master's. Mm. I should be done with that by 23. So by 30, the antis- no, by 27, 28, the anticipate I should have my PhD. That wow. was the plan. And I had a resource for it. And I was, I was brilliant enough to get that done. But the change of plan came when I met somebody along the line. And then something creative was born in me mm. and um, a desire to be an actor. And I went back home to discuss it. My dad, my dad said, listen, I, I remember my, if I say it in Igbo verbatim, you, mm. it's, it's funny. So he touched my forehead and saw the key. <laughs> what does that mean? It means this fever that's been bugging for the last week is back. You know, because he couldn't fathom why an, a straight A student will wake up one day and want to go act. Have you seen these people's lives? Okay. Sorry, sir. Um, so you, you, Acting was never in the works for you, no, for your, was, your parents, was, your family, because that's not really the line that the you'd picture. have told. It wasn't in the picture. So you finished school first. You finished uni. Yes. And instead of that, you wanted Got to act. Got my postgraduate as well. And then, um, and then the understanding was uh, my dad's boss, uh, my, my dad's main issue then was to afford the next tier of education for me abroad. But his boss was, and his, my dad was very close to his boss. They were ready to, to pitch in and send me either to Europe, America. I don't know where they were planning. Mm. You're not in the know. It's not your business. They just wake up one day and tell you, to fix you life. have one month to go to so place. You put your act together. 
that's what they deal with my cousin. So, I, you know, I've never rebelled at home. I've always been a model. I mean, sorry, I've never rebelled at home. I'm sorry. telling you, that's why this was a total <laughs> disorder. This was something that it's not a normal thing for them because I've never re- really rebelled. I've always followed the status quo. I've always followed, you know, where they point. Okay. So, they build their dreams and aspirations around you. You know how it is yeah, with our parents. Yeah. So, they, they also, I'm telling you that the issue of conviction, our parents, we could learn from our parents, is a certain systematic condition, a certain brainwashing, mm. if, you, if you will. But, but it, it works for your best interest if you follow the roadmap, if you follow the script. When you derail, that's when there's an issue. Because usually they think they have the best order worked out for you. I, I think it's just because of like the fears of act- actual parents because they know that life is not as easy. So they would rather you t- to a line that they think that's going to be perfect for you. Mm-hmm. But by the time that you started to go into Nollywood, you were this a stu- all-A student who was doing well already, who could have gone on to do masters and whatnot. How did the bad boy narrow? Because you just said that you never rebel- rebelled it when you were... But here's the understanding. Here's the understanding. When I made up my mind, I was going to do this. Um, women with their beautiful instincts. I grew up with women. I'm pro women anytime. <laughs> Me too. So they, they they sat and had a meeting and said, "Listen, I mean, the kid is done. I mean, uh, but the next guy in my class is like 23, 24. So he's way ahead. Mm-hmm. Let him go off a year if it doesn't work. He'll come back and do this thing, which was the bargain." My, the women of my home were pushing for me. Yeah. He wouldn't hear of it. And of course, he was fueled by my um, uncles as well. They were like, nah, you know, once they identify a star yeah. in the family, everybody rallies around to make it work because everybody would benefit from that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you were the only boy. I was the only boy. Yeah. But again, it, I mean, their own kids too were in my brother. They were, <laughs> they were leveling up there. Mm. So I was the one that showed tremendous promise. Yeah. I was like, in academia. Mm. So my uncles were like, don't let him. That once he derails, mm. he keeps going. Mm. So he hangs with bad company. I mean, this Lagos we're talking about, that is where all dreams go and die. Yeah, we lived in Abuja. So, oh, right, so right. the thing was that you're going to align, go to Lagos. Hmm, you know, you know, you know the understanding yeah. of Lagos, the whole perception of Lagos then. So I um I I I had to I had to go. And I I we had a fight. The thing is that we've been going back and forth, the mm. ill feeling. And you must understand the man was like my best friend. You know, we, we had, we were the only male with these yeah. women. So the women were always ganging up against us. So wow. we had to form natural <laughs> allies. Yeah. So all of a sudden it was fight and arguments every day. And then he raised his hand on me. He's never done that before. Ooh. Yeah. I came back one evening and it was like, okay, you're loafing around now. I mean, this, because every time he raises the subject of, you know, me looking at school options to go to another, I won't have it. We'll start an argument. I think that day he just wanted to really take it drastically. And so a bad one happened and he raised his hand and set an ultimatum and said, um, if you don't make up your mind for eight hours, there can be two captains in this house. I think he said it possibly to drive the worst case scenario. Yeah. They know I've not really suffered in my life before. I've never seen the other side of town, so to speak. <laughs> but I took it seriously. I went to my mom's purse the next day. I saw 2,700 Naira, pinched it. 
<laughs> went to my big sister's purse. I saw 500 bucks. I pinched it. I even stole from my last born too. I think they all had, she had like 250 naira. She was just saving for, I don't know, whatever. God wow. forgive me. So what year was this? What year was this? This was a long, I don't even want to mention. <laughs> please, please, make me, so give us perspective because this was only two five, three hundred, two fifty. Please give us perspective. Okay, then he meant money. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Early 2000. Mm. No, late 19, it was about 1999. Okay. 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 Yeah. okay. No, so yeah, about that time. So it meant money. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, inflation and all that. Yeah. Like, the 250 bucks could easily mean 2,500 naira now. Right. Yeah. So I took it all. The idea was to raise up to 10K. Well, yes, but they didn't have up to 10K. <laughs> the only place that I had was my dad's um, room and I didn't want to take so that. So you didn't have any money? I didn't have money. But you were a graduate at the time. Yeah? You were a graduate at the what, time. What? Excuse me? What was <laughs> What's he talking about? So maybe you're I, I, had, I had some money. Right. You know, but I mean, it wasn't up to 5K. Okay. The entire thing I raised from my house wasn't, I mean, wasn't up to 5K either. The mm-hmm. target was 10, bro. Okay. So I left that night on a night bus. Wow. I picked up my stuff and left. The only thing I took from my dad was his pair of shoes. I was in the living room downstairs. He didn't take upstairs. I needed shoes, man. That was the nicest shoe I saw. <laughs> so I moved it to. And I I came to my cousin. My dad actually. So there was a time my dad was like, you know, like, you know, quote unquote, the wealthiest mm. in my. So what they do then was they, he, he called all the young men and women and said, listen, I'm going, I'm going bring all your kids of a certain age. I'll, mm. I'll school everybody. I'll right. fund everybody's school. So this dude was one of the beneficiaries of my dad's educational fund then. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, he's a lawyer now, by the way. So I, I went to him. I just lied to him like, listen, there's some Lagos. I'm traveling abroad soon. I just want to see a little bit of Lagos hangout. Dude believed and invited me. So that was the move I made before. Because wow. the, the situation was was continually, you know, getting bad, getting bad at home. So I needed a plan B quickly. Like, you know, I was going to use it that soon. <laughs> so I ended up mm-hmm. came down. He picked me up from the bus park. I remember, and I went to him. So every day he was like, you know, we'll go out, and then I already made the link. Mm-hmm. So it was echoes. I go for auditions. So every time I went for auditions, they had these small parts for me, mm-hmm. and I said, I'm not interested in small parts. And these dudes would be like, you're broke. Really? Uh, you've been wearing this jean and t-shirt for, for ages. You know, uh, we know you wash it. Uh, yeah, you're clean, but you're broke. You well, know, did you have we see you walking down all the time to catch buses so that you can exhaust two bus parks before you get. That was what I used to do. Mm. So I walked to bus park so that my money would be enough to fund the me next. to, 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 um, I couldn't enjoy where we were. That's a better area. Dude, I, I was out of town too. Ooh. So, the struggle actor story, no, I embodied it. What Did you have a conviction you were going to be a star? Bro, there was nothing to go with except that, that something happened. I think that's why it's important the blueprint you set for your child. Yeah. I already had a standard. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the people that raised me, namely my, 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 I wouldn't put it on my parents. I'm telling you is the, is the alternative, um, you know, personalities that raise you that actually impact more. Yeah. Your, your parents build. The people you meet on your journey are the ones that impact mm-hmm. your life. I promise you, they set the standards, they build structure. They set the blueprint. Mm-hmm. So my blueprint has always been simple. I don't, I don't take, I don't, I'm not second in anything in my life. They Amazing. designed that thought process. 
you know, imbued it in me. Mm. So every time I came, I knew and I'd seen, and again, I was also, um, I was also as someone that um, researches a lot. Mm. I've seen the others, especially my friends. I had a couple of friends. I don't want to name their names <laughs> now. That I found out that every time, and don't forget, um, uh, I was third generation Nollywood. Yes. Oh, wow. I am. So the first went Ramsey, Mickey K, and the rest, Kate Henshaw. Second um, came just at a time where Genevieve and the others were. That's when I kind of, you know, now, yeah. um, came in. Okay. No, second generation, sorry. Okay. No, third. I'm sorry, it's third. Seriously, because Kenneth Okonkwo and the others, and then um, what's the name of the the one that's the KOK and Co yeah. came first. Really? Then, then, um, then um, Ramsey and the rest came second. Okay, with the Mickey Ken Co, mm. I came third. Oh, so they got in before you? Long before me. <laughs> but they were four or five years in the game before I came in. So we're looking up to these guys. I remember when they came to my school, I was in Unijas. When they came to Unijas, everybody of note lost their girlfriends. <laughs> everybody. Bro, no exception. Luckily, I was going between relationships. I would have lost my team. <laughs> because, and, and, and that got me thinking that I saw these guys, please, no pun intended, mm. They didn't look like much then. And the dudes that lost their girlfriends were the cream de la cream of our school. These were mixed race boys, cream boys, cleaning boys. We knew at that time we, we were already see. shopping abroad. <laughs> but these chicks dumped all of us for these dudes. Even my ex, man, man, thank God I dumped her before she made that move. <laughs> Went over there and the person she was hanging around with, I'm, I'm like, sorry. I met her, at the, there's a place called Bus Park. In school, I met her like you left me for that. What isn't that that you left me for? It's a you know? But I'm glad I dumped you though, because she was like, No, it's not that. But that's the whole point. The whole point, I was like, What is the magic here? Mm. What do these people have that's mm. extraordinary mm. that will make everybody who looked up to in school leave for them? And as soon as they were gone, they dumped all the girls and the girls came back begging to these guys. <laughs> oh, really? The girls actually just moved to them? At, dude, everybody moved from UJ. They staged the party. We didn't understand what the party was. So they staged the party. These guys went with their girlfriends for the party. They said couple party. Mm. Only to get there, they bounced the guys. I don't want to name names. And the girls didn't go with their boyfriends. But excuse me, where are you going to? Wow, when Ramsey wow, and Kwa wow. invited you to a party and your wow. small boyfriend brought you there. Bye. Everybody that drove their girlfriend there drove back home alone. <laughs> and their girl stayed tonight. And they came back to bed in the morning. But bro, they stayed two days. There was complete chaos in the relationships. Anyway, moving forward. I already knew these guys that started small. It's, they kept offering them the small roles. So every time I'll come, they'll tell me, listen, and I was acing these um, auditions. I was killing it. And every time they'll come here and say, listen, we have our big names. You're nobody. Mm -hmm. This guy's built it. Mm -hmm. Let's give you small roles. I'll support these big names. And you mm -hmm. grow from that. I refuse. I will trek back. And then my cousin too, well, is like a cousin, mm -hmm. was getting frustrated with me. Because you didn't have any work. Because finally they figured out that, okay, this was not an in-between before it goes to Europe. This dude has actually well, been disowned, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it was, I turned from asset to liability over that. Wow. As an asset, they could call home anytime and say mm. he's with us. I'm like, that would send them some money and say, okay, keep him there. And all that. But when they called, they said, listen, this dude left. He was stole our money before we so left. So all the time that I you were in Lagos, bring him back. Yeah. Your dad didn't reach out to say, you know what? 
Do you um, want some money? Do you want to come back no, home? No, you see that the the act of rebellion of even leaving the first order of business where they found out they first found made sure that I was safe right. as a home with somebody they could trust. Mm. The next thing is that if they save me from that situation, it will keep going down to keep you know mm. to just keep going getting out of hand. So the understanding was that let me go through it and find out that it's not that easy, and I'll run back home. So there was a Gerard better home. The girl said, um, four months, tops, he's bad. My dad said, I give him one month. He can't survive it out there. My mom was the only one that made the prediction, bless her soul. Mm. My mom said, okay, you people don't even understand. Because nothing was done to him for him to move. So there's something strong driving him. If that boy doesn't get what he wants, he's not coming back. So let's start finding a way to work with him. So there was a standing rule. My dad said, nobody should help. Nobody should extend any harm to him. Not even succor. Let him go through it. He will come back. Mm. You know? It took two years. Yeah, I didn't go home for two years. So um, between them, one profound thing happened. I went for an audition once. All the big names were there. Guys that are friends of mine right now. Mm. For the generation for me. I, now, Francis Dura at that time. Okay. Um, just came for that same role and decided he wanted more money. So they let the office and they say, you know what? We have the biggest names here. Ketensha's here. Uh, um, there's this lady that lives in New York now. She used to be, um, Regina Asker was there. There was a big producer then. His pastor, I won't mention his name as well. He, he said, where's that boy that's always turning down small roles? You see how it works? How you speak it into it. You mm. say, bring him. I think it's time. Let's put them with the, you know, the big names. So I aced it. And all the girls were like, you know, Regina, everyone loud. Give it to him. He's on point. He looks the part. So they gave it to me. Now, the, guy, the big boys went back and had a meeting and decided, this is one person we don't want in our food. So what is the problem? The 50K more that he asked for will contribute 10K each. Bring him back. I just got the script. They pay me. 7,500. I will never forget it for the rest of my life. 7,500? Yes, for a role that was meant to be paid for about, I think between 150 to 200K. I didn't find out the real figure. As I was leaving, dude coming back and said, hey, but I say you don't get this role. So I gave it to him. I know he took the script from me and said for the 6,500, he's still willing to give me a small role. So I should keep the money, but I should come play small role. I refused. Wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Are you saying that they were offering you roles and they were offering you roles? You never took any of them? Yes. No but you, did you have any experience acting before? Mm-mm. So you rejected all the roles? Mm. Psychology. Wait, didn't it cause problems for you in the industry? Didn't people talk about yeah, you? Yeah, um, I was hated for no reason. Um, they thought it was an offish, um, yeah. um, superior, it to be a problem superior for you attitude. And a lot of people thought it was an arrogance born out of nothing. Because mm. you, for you to aspire to that level, you have to have something going for you. Yeah. But not when you're trekking with us to get buses at the end of the day. You can't even pay for a meal at the end of the day. And you're, you've been wearing the same jean back to back for a week. So, I mean, and, and nobody knows your dad's name. It's not like some some huge, mm. you know, trust fund. You're not a trust fund baby. You're struggling like us. Why can't you take these roles and survive? Yeah. But I wasn't about survival. I wanted to thrive. They're all surviving. I didn't want that, you know? So, I mean, the one thing I had going for me was I was already done with school. Why most of them were, I hadn't even started. Mm-hmm. So I understood what it meant to be patient and commit to my ideals and work for it. 
an opportunity will come. I understood that much. Yeah. So anyway, he took the script from me, offered his rule. I refused. He told me to give him back his six five. My brother, out of that money, I already spent three hundred bucks <laughs> because I went out to me. Then you didn't have cell phones and all that. There was these um, stands where you make calls. Mm. So I already called my cousin's office. You know, this one I stepped out to make the call that they had this meeting on my head. So I called him and said, guess what? I just killed this rule. I just got my first major rule. I just made six five. Wow. He said, first of all, enter supermarket, spend three K, give me a no, give me a list of what we needed in the house. In the house. I said, I'm buying it. It's my turn. I'm treating you guys tonight. Be on me. I came back. They took the money from me. The six, it's 6,200. Mm. He said, where's my 300? I told him I spent it. Da, 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 da. It was, it was pissed at me. You know, I remember what he told me. He told me, okay. He said, look at you. you just carry your shoulder high. Nothing that happened for your life. He, said, he told me things that could break me. No, it broke me. Mm. But I didn't want to give him satisfaction. satisfaction see me cry. Mm. There. So I know I just shrugged it off and walked away. And when I walked away, I just found a corner and I sat down. And that was when the whole fight was out of me. I said I was going home. So I cried fast because I knew what I was going to face at home as well. I was, I mean, this guy was giving me the cold shoulder. There were days he wouldn't give me a meal. He would make me wash his car sometimes, you know? And then, I mean, this was a dude that my, my parents pretty much raised mm. with everything. And you know, so he, he thought since I was personal or grat at home, I mean, he could treat me any, he spoke to me a certain way, you know? And, and I couldn't, this was my leg up and I just lost it, mm. you know? my So I, after crying, um, I realized I didn't have money for bus. So that was another reality that hit me. And I really didn't feel like walking that day. It was one of those days everything's been drained out of you. A few minutes later, um, um, Regina just bought the new RV. I remember vividly. So they were driving past and they stopped. And like, what are you doing here? I wanted to lie and say, I'm waiting for my cousin to pick me up. Well, you know, they were older girls. They understood the deal that, <laughs> bros, nothing's happening. Cool down. Yeah. Counted some money gave me. Wow. And said, listen, my brother, listen, you know, you know, you know, spoken like a little brother and said, listen, a lot is going to happen. I haven't seen anybody with your principles and, and you know, you, you're gifted for this. Ask me if I, I went to theater. I said, no, I just said, listen, you're going to do what, just be strong, mm. you know? So I took the money and I was so grateful. They drove away. I went back and I called him. He's uh, nearly mentioned his name. So I asked him to come out. I wanted to see him. And he said, what, what? I said, come on, sir, please. When he came and said, why did you do this to me? You know, I could have done that role better than me. He said, hey, is that what you come coming for? I thought you came back to take this role. They even that role, he had just given it to someone, but he has another small one he would give me. <laughs> I said, okay, let me put it this way. Hmm? Um, in two years from now, you're going to be working for me. You said that's a direct slide. Yes. Pretty- yes. It slapped me. And um, chaos broke out because uh, I wanted to fight back, you know, and no one them. You're really that boy. <laughs> so I left. I went back. My cousin was so mad. He thought I lied to him because what those chicks gave me was one five. I spent mm. some coming back. I also ate out of it. So I probably had like 900 bucks when I'm going. And he said, no, I've been lying. Da, 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 da. So he threw my things out. So wow. he threw my things out. And... The landlady upstairs had the chaos and came down like, why are you throwing this boy? I say, yeah, I lied to him. Da, 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 da. I'm just loafing around. 
every time he'd be telling me, go and take these small roles to survive. Like, do you know, instead of telling how about my parents and how I left home and everything. And the woman was like, is that why you're throwing your own blood out? Yeah. You know? You know, uh, what's your relationship with the dad? Nani, you know, you said all kinds of stuff, you know? You know, that lady, I slept out that day, by the way, by the back name. And I was hoping sometime the course of the night was going to come. Oh, he left you outside? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, left me outside. And I was hoping and sometime it was going to call me and say, come back. At that point, did you break? Did you want to just go back home and just... I was empty, man. There's no feeling anymore. There was absolutely nothing more, mm. you know? At that point, I just thought, I just made the boldest move of my life because, you know, I was sheltered and all that. And, mm-hmm. and this was happening. So I just thought, okay, I needed to prove everybody wrong. There was a will there that I didn't know that came from, but mm-hmm. everything had gone at that point. So early in the morning, she came out, called me. The husband was at the balcony and he had this face, you know, this wise face that, you know, I just came in there. He just came and opened. I swear that man just knew I needed a hug. So I went up, he just opened his hand and, and I, I went in there and they go cry. <laughs> you needed it. <laughs> I started of just putting up that face. I just didn't want anybody to see me break, but after crying, so wash your face. I remember what they gave me was pap. You know, they, he was having pap and he was mm. asking me if I want to come fly so I wanted pap. So he gave me pap, gave me bread and I didn't want to eat as much as I wanted to. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> so I had a respectable make it be like make it a little bit like stay, but my yeah. brother the idea was to clean up the table wow. so he said listen his, um, his baby brother um, their last born just came back from England um, to do his seven he just finished man said so he was seven and they have this house and live in the boys quarters and they wanted me to go take the other room there that's already done up my brother your grace will not come from your family the earlier you learn that the better true I learned that that day. So he asked me to hang out. I went to the guest room, took a shower change. This, my, my cousin was downstairs raising hell when he knew I was upstairs. Like, eh, that I was going to call the police on them. They just ignored him. Oh, your cousin that threw you out. Yes. wanted them to throw you out from that. I don't know what he wanted. <laughs> but I was just mad that strangers were not taking care of me. It was a guilt thing. Later, I came to interpret it for what it really is. Mm, yeah. That he was just guilty, guilty and he didn't know how to deal with it. Like yeah. he just found out that he made a wrong. He's not a bad person. My brother, I've come to learn a lot about life. Yeah. Then I just thought this was the most cruel person in my life. Yeah. I thought about parents that allowed me to be going through this as the most cruel parents in my life. But that was me reading it then out of pure emotions. Mm. You know? I Three years later, I knew what it was. When you know? did the big break finally come? Um, I went back. Um, to this house and I met a brother. King they became my brother in ever earnest, you know, mean of the, guy from the UK. Yes. He taught me things that he knew. He became like the big brother I've never had. Mm. You know, I ride with him to camp, hang out with him. Funny, I served before him, so I was mm. the one teaching him that part of that yeah. life. But he taught me about life. Mm. You know, I rediscovered I've loved books all my life. Mm. I the joy died when I was in Hollywood, those two, three years. <laughs> so they rekindled that. You know, made me respectable again, you know, bought me clothes. I could also borrow some of his clothes. Wow. We hang out together. Nobody, he's a dark guy, a little well-built. So nobody knew we're yeah, not related. Brother, yeah. You know, we skim together, take cars from, from Mama, as I came to call her, mm. and then go hang out, you know, 
got me a girlfriend, man. You know, you know, made me respectable again. <laughs> yeah. So he would drive me to auditions, and then this time things had changed. You know, as soon as it wasn't looking good, eh, we'll go back into the car and go and flex, Jerry. Forget these people. Wow. So we're doing it back to back. Then something happened. Um, Afro Hollywood happened. So when Afro Hollywood happened, all the major faces in Hollywood, that was their first time traveling abroad. So they all left. The expectation was in one month they will come back. Mm. After all, it was the next week anyway. So, you know, I never got abroad before. So, flex for three weeks, come back to work. All of them, are literally the biggest names all left for it. We, we never even do anything. We're still hanging mm-hmm. around. So, after one month, these guys found girlfriends, hung out there. They didn't come back for two months. You, so, are you saying their, co- their colleagues left? Yes. For, for an award called Afro Hollywood in London. And they stayed there. So, yeah, they stayed longer than necessary. So, there was a vacuum. <laughs> this Jack Party don't to do. There was a vacuum. So, that vacuum, right? Um, basically, a lot of them didn't come back. Some came back, but not the big ones. There was a vacuum that time. And in that vacuum, marketers had to do business. So, all the big female names were there. Women have always taken care of their business properly. Right. So they came back, you know. So so they were like, okay, what do we do now? Hey, where's that boy that's always saying he doesn't want this borrow? Wow. Can't bring him. So they brought me and Barbara Udor, the prisoner. Mm. Boom, I hit that. Because that was your first ed- And I understood the assignment, my brother. When I got there, <laughs> Because I've been, I don't suffer enough. So I, I wasn't, me. when I got there, they were telling me, you know, the, it was supposed to be an outrageous, junky, rich kid. I, I knew the work. I got there, they gave me some funny costumes. They paid me 15K for that role. I took 10K from that money and bought my own personal costumes. That's when it started. That's when I started paving way to wardrobe. I decided, what you guys, so they come in the minutes, they come. I guess they give problem. No, they ask for money for waiting. To buy clothes. You go where waiting they give you this boy and just mm. do this and then come out here. I decided, okay, you know what? I didn't want to rock the boat. So I used my money. So I was using my stuff so much. The wardrobe fell in love with me. Yeah. And I went to him and said, man, see what he's doing now. Then took him behind my back and said, see all this thing. Nobody me bring him now. This boy bring him home. So the guy come and say, use your money. How much I pay you? 15K. How much you spend for this? I said, 10K. So only 5K. Yeah. <laughs> but but you, knew, then, you knew what you were looking yeah, for. Yeah, I knew what I so he just went to his car, put that thing and gave me. I didn't want to collect the money at first. That's the stylist. I, I, no. The EP, the executive producer. Right. So I, I was looking at the money like, what do I have? Man, this 10 k mm. guys gave me. I hope this is, I'm not going to have yeah. But, you know, he gave me. And I, I went back and I bought more clothes. King, they was like my assistant. We'll come to set together. And where's this? No, it's over the top. I said, no, the character is over the top. We're reading together. So you had not had any experience in acting but no, you know your character had not, to be dressed a certain yeah, way I researched it to the end and then so we did that then um, um, what you call it um, the biggest of them all um, was somebody help me what's that junkie film one dollar one dollar was $1. viral yeah I remember one dollar yeah. was anyway but later we found out that one dollar sold over two million and you know that's a whole different story the FBI informed me that when the mayor of um of um New York wanted to do a campaign they said hey you need African interest they're vested in Nollywood bring the biggest name there then he will support your campaign they brought me I chopped their money where I shall but <laughs> I you know at the end um, they told me that listen man you're supposed to be a multi-million dollars because this is how much of your CDs these bootleggers have no so they cost six bootleggers and each of these bootleggers were having like six million seven million five million dollars in their accounts 
So he needed to make a scapegoat of them so that the African interests would vote for him. Mm-hmm. So I was the pawn, but I don't, not the victim, my brother. Yeah. I made my money clean, <laughs> you know, and you know, I was with mm-hmm. them. I hung out with the campaign for one mm-hmm. month. So there was this FBI lady I was really close to and she was feeding me the tea on how much I was missing. Yeah, uh, it's $1. Wow. So anyways, we came to $1. Again, another assertiveness took over mm. because when we got there, they say, you know what? The script was what we as F. It was the dumbest script I've ever read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, straight to the writer. You tried to kill my career. It's F just for this serious. The dumbest. The show just started. I love ever. it. <laughs> so apparently, the, 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 the director... Forgive me, my brother. You're still around. It wasn't very insightful. Well, they were about to say action. The owners of the movie were standing behind. So, um, King Day was on that set with me. And I told him I'm about to go crazy on these people. The way I read the script, the way I wanted to interpret it was totally different, adverse to what was written. Mm. I've gone, I went to the director and said, sir, there's, you know, I'm listening to my trained psychologist. He said, who trained you? How old did they? I told him I was 20. He said, which time you come to school? First of all, I didn't even believe I was doing Oh, do you study psychology? Yes, I did. Amazing. So I was like, I was like, this is, I mean, I've dealt with the, the, the behavior part. I was using certain terms and the guy didn't want to listen to me. So I decided I knew what to do. So action, the entirety of what you saw in that scene in one dollar mm. was all improvised top wow. to bottom. That's why nobody reacted. The pata tapped Mama G's ass. <laughs> the pata pulled Larico's worst beard through through garden egg at um 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 what's the name? The the lead then I don't care. I just destroyed everybody. And then every time the director was somewhere was trying to say cut. The EP was there saying, no, wait, 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 what is going on? Just wait. They ran the course of the scene. The EP, some two of them stood there. They were the biggest name. There. Whoever is the biggest name, then go and recite. They were the ones. I will. So the director jumped in, grabbed me by the scuff, man, was yelling at me. Mama Ju was like, this small boy, take to slap my yash. My alarm. Like, oh, so you pull my beard. Everybody hated me on that set. And the guy said, he promises me I will never get a job as long as he lives on this set. Wow. So this was what I told him I was coming here to do. He should get out. They should bring me somebody else. Da, 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 da. And the director was like, the EP said, come. And the guy came. He told him, ask this boy if he can repeat everything again. Because what they took for long. No, no, only one camera now. Mm. So now they needed multiple angles. Multiple angles. Yeah. You need a close up, you need a medium shots and all that. Mm. I said, I can rip. I was very calm. My own was that nobody should touch me in this chaos. Oh, so like when, when they said cut, everybody came at you. Everybody. They wanted to physically mow me. And you were not I just it. stepped back and waited for the first person that'll come. So I'll make an example of that. Stop. Person. My brother, no, no. Sometimes <laughs> we, you can't make it, you can't make any, any drastic change without, ex, ex, you know, mm. I anticipated the reaction. Why would I anticipate it? I knew. The monologue acting that was going to take place that time. Mm. I just brought something to the table. None of y'all can handle, man. You know, yeah. so I stood and waited. So the first person I really wanted to make an example was that director. You wanted to beat him. Because man. he's the one that's been on my case that <laughs> nearly killed my vibe for this. <laughs> so the guy said, can you do the media? I said, every one of them. Now they had to school them into what I just performed for the cut. This, this. There was just too much. They couldn't follow up. 
That's why a lot of the shots didn't have no detailed mm. action. I repeated it. Third time I repeated it. And that was nobody. So I turned around to apologize. You know, listen, I'm just starting out. You guys, I think this is the way it should be done. Nobody wanted to talk to me. You know, nobody. Mm-hmm. Only Mama G at that point just forgave me. Like, why you did that in this boy? They crazy. And you just laughed at me and walked away, you know. But everybody hated me, man. And I, I was feeling low. Mm-hmm. I left. I went back. And they told me, my sin was done that day. Mm-hmm. They told me. That, you know, usually it's done. Maybe you want to stay one more day. They told me, listen, the next morning, they didn't want to find me in that room. See that room, that hotel room they gave me in on nature. They should want from, and I had a little balance to pick up. I was too afraid. At this point, I was afraid of mm-hmm. going for my balance. So early in the morning, the EP shows up. I said, why you do that thing? I wanted to lie and say, I don't know. I said, because that's the way it should be done. He said, that's why he did it. You know, they nearly beat you there. I said, I just did. I said, but I mean, I did it well. This is the way junkies behave. This is the way, you know what I'm saying? Mm. You know what? I should, do I have any number you can contact me? So I gave him Kendi's number. Kendi had that 090 cell phone that just came out then. Yeah. And he said, oh, I go. They don't pay you. I said, no, I no one go collect the money. They figured that me beat me there. He said, how much would they owe you? I said, 5K. He, he took 10 I don't know what was the issue with 10K then. He took 10K and gave me. And I left. <laughs> and I left. Um, a week later, he called me. Mm-hmm. Called they came. They said, I think this is the big one. I mean, this guy's calling. So I went over there and he handed me two scripts. You know? And paid me, you know, 50K each for them cash. And said, I want you to do these two films as lead. So I took that away. Yeah, now that film this happened before. Sorry, I mixed before Prisoner. So when Prisoner came and the big names left, mm. they came for me, and I think I got like eight jobs back to back. I did then like eight back to back, and for everyone, I'll set more money. I'll you know ask for more money. They kept mm. paying because I mean there was no option, and of course each the the the, the word of mouth. Was like, damn, he's killing this rose, yeah. man. I mean, why didn't we give it, this guy a chance since he is destroying this rose? And they were all diverse roles. So by the time these guys came back, I had done close to nine jobs. Well, before they returned from their hiatus. They were where they were when they hear say, this boy, they take over. Boy, so they quickly wrapped up. Around <laughs> back. To take over. So when they came back, <laughs> they had another meeting and decided, hey, we're back. What's up? So they took again, we didn't have jobs. So they went back to their big names. But you already done this much they work. Did, but they went out. Right. So they gave it back to their big names. Mm. One month or two months later, the dam broke. My first four films came out. Ooh. One million copies or half a million. That's it. The market was in chaos, bro. There was a new generation of audience that jumped on board. Mm. Students that couldn't be bothered with Nollywood films. A certain middle class, non-existent yes, middle class, I couldn't yes. be bothered. The grassroots that couldn't even afford it, they've been trying to bring them on board all this mm. time. All of a sudden, picked an interest, you know, because there was a different flavor. There was something that was happening. Mm. It was a revolution, mm. you know, the fake American accent, the aggression, the whole, the whole madness that was going on. <laughs> What wait, it, wait, wait. I was going to run into that accent. No, no. What it was, was what it was, bro. No. It's the honesty for me. Wait, no, no. Wait, straight wait. up. Straight no, up. No, but I, I was going to ask, right? Do you think that the 
I mean, for the longest time, they pushed the bad boy narrative of you, right? Do you think it was because of one dollar or the multiple rules that you had been getting? It just continued. Now, to wrap that up, great question you were following. Hmm. When that happened, they went back and said, well, this is the new lead. Hmm. This is the new lead. There's no questions about it. Hmm. These other guys are still strong, but this is, there's the a following. Kid on the block, yeah. So when they came back to me, I set a different bar for mm-hmm. fees. Okay. I said I asked them for half a meal and all At that. At that time? Yes. And they didn't give me a job. Even I didn't know they... <laughs> <laughs> I cannot talk. <laughs> so, so they, uh, no, the first few cost me out. And then, a week later, again, um, this same producer, you know that producer that, that, no, I, I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah, no, no, in memory. So, he got a deal, a five movie deal. Some guy from Europe came to him and said, there's this guy that's killing it. It's the only short thing that you make money in those movies from. I want him and him alone. If you can bring him alone, I give him money to produce five films. Only him. Then we can decide who else will come. So he came to me with the bullshit of, okay, you know, that time we fight. But it, so I was excited. It was bringing me work. But, um, later they introduced me to the guy that's an executive producer because I had to introduce me to assure that he got me. Mm. So when he got me, I was speaking to the guy, then the guy made a mistake or rather I just blotted it out. He said, Hmm, my brother, you try you because I know that. So a lot of people have been coming with smaller fear and I refuse. Mm. He said, because I tell and say, if you don't know, bring you, this did not go happen. Boom. He hit me. This was your moment. Yes. So he left the next day. I called that guy and I told him, I want 750 per film. Do you audacity? Yes. If you don't, because I was, I was his deal breaker. So I told him, if you're not giving the money, he nearly physically assaulted me. Uh, if let me be the director, I got to you. <laughs> he got up, came for me, that, but he wasn't too sure. Oh, he, he came to you? He, yeah, he came to the hotel where I was shooting some other To fight your words? No, no, I called him. He oh, came. Okay, right. And I said, he said, but you don't agree. So I said, no, this is the fear I want. He said, what, what made you change your mind? I said, nothing, doesn't matter. But he said, well, because we fight, he's going to go punish you. you know, go say, I said, if you think, get your fat self out of my room. Stop. And, you know? So he said all kinds of stuff and he went. So he went back to the guy and said, I'm giving him problems. He said, hey, the person why you're shaking hand, that's happy to walk, can give him what he wants. He said, yes, but he's asking for more money. It's not my business. Find somewhere in the budget I gave mm. you and give him what he wants. But if he, that boy doesn't come, he'll give him back my money. They had already paid the money to his account. So he came back and, you know, was saying all kinds of stuff, you know, da, 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 about his wife being ill at him. I don't care about all those things. Just pay me my money and we're good to go. I know half, not one quarter, not the complete. They must have you. So the next day he came with a gun, I must go with my money and work started. I made certain I gave him hell for every movie that he brought to me, you know, at the end of the day. Because but of that I, thing he said. Yeah, because of what he did to me. Because of what he did to me. Mm. I didn't, I found out then that, you know, this guy still held a certain power over me. I still, you know, and I wanted to break that. Yeah. So, um, people think I just, no, I produced the movie sometime, but then I produced the film. Mm. So I got together with my ex-girlfriend, then we put, we quartered funds together and we yeah. decided to produce a film. And just to play to the narrative of my promise, I called him to produce that film. You know? And I offered him higher than, yes, higher than <clears throat> what he usually takes. Yeah. So he produced that film for us. 
We sold that film outrightly, just made our money straight. And she left for Europe after that. We broke mm. up after that. But somewhere, when we're almost done with that film, then we're becoming close. And I was beginning to understand how I move and all that. He called me and said, he calls me Bomboy. He said, Bomboy, you remember when you said, I'll be working for you one day? He said, he said God, they're alive. Bro. I said, why? Because I'm I not working for you now. And he hit me, boom. Oh, you had forgotten? I had forgotten. I just wanted to make up for the hell I put him through mm. in the five films. So I just called him and said, Idefi, he said, yes. It was a very arrogant negotiation. <laughs> Idefi, yes, I want to shoot film. Wait till they shoot film for you. You see, they call him, I just want to shoot film. He gave money, yes, now. No go spend this money. This was him. No go spend the money. So where did they pay you? I said, I just want to produce. Somebody want to use me for this film. So okay, mm. I will produce for you. Now this is how much that I said, come. No be you. I'm, I know say not 250. He said, no. If you don't want to pay, boom. I said, give me your account. Give me your account. Went to the bank the next month. I'll put the money in his account. It was mine. Amazing. Yeah. So the stretch of it, it's, 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 it's a certain, you know, ideology about life that follows told without mm. knowing. I came to understand how the universe works, how God uses the universe to work, how you speak things into existence, the power of the conscious mind. Mm. You must be careful what comes from your mind, what you have on your mind at all times. Mm. You know, I don't, I'm extremely, I'm adverse to regret. I'm extremely adverse to regret. I amplify and edify lessons mm. more. So every time I go through a bad experience, I sit down and say, I am not, my ideology is totally adverse to regret. What am I learning from this? That's all I care about. No matter how it hurts me, I've, I've been at levels that broke me completely where I didn't know where to turn to left or right. And the lesson... Whatever it did then was that, yes, it only served to hurt my ego. That's the worst ever experience I've been through in life, mm. you know, happened to me. But what is served in the general terms of my wealth of experience, mm. of my journey, of my decisions and choices thereafter was extreme. And could only have been born out of experiences, bad experiences that I've had. So I don't understand sometimes why people are so opposed to bad experiences. How else are you going to learn? How will you better yourself? How can you elevate yourself without those experiences? Amazing. I, I feel like you've had like a wealth of experience in, in I, Nollywood, out of Nollywood, your, things that you have gone through. You know, you know, T, and, yeah, yeah, I feel, sometimes I wake up and I feel I'm really 100 years old. Really. Um, my mind is, my soul is really old. People don't understand how old my soul is. My soul is forged out of mistakes, mm. failures, successes, exhilarating successes. I don't wish to celebrate with anybody. I just enjoy it by myself. Um, choices, decisions, mm. pain, you know, tears and blood. Mm. You know, my, my soul, you know, is hinged into those elements and it's extremely old. I've kept my body very young. You know, I, I do everything that is right to make sure that my body is extremely young and, and will carry me over the years as long as I will it. It's all about the presence of mind. It all happens here, nowhere else. Don't let anybody fool you. Here's what will motivate me to go to the gym. Here's what will motivate me when people are sleeping to wake up 5 a.m. and go for a run. Mm. Here's what will motivate me to eat right and shun food that I enjoy more but wouldn't serve me on the long run. Mm. Okay? 
here's what will motivate me not to drink, but have a good time. You know, presence of mind to have a good time when I hang out with people. Here's what will motivate me not to do drugs. Even when friends around me are doing mm. drugs to a high. I mm. find my high differently. I find my high in books, in good company, in travels, in Amazing. investments. Amazing. I'm, I'm actually very curious about your life when you became a star. Okay. So you had gone through all, all these processes to become a star, yeah. all the rejection, all the um, disappointments. And when you, when you became a star, right, you now had another phase of your life. What did the stardom do to you? It you- totally destroyed everything that I stood for. Because um, I was so caught up in the, how do you say, in the politically correct propensity, at the end of the day, I lost totally my sense of self. Hmm. So the first thing I did, mini lady, there was a, then Bora was the ish. So I bought a brand new Bora. Oh, the car. Yeah, yeah. Bora was the ish hmm. then. So I bought it, I rolled back home. I just wanted to make my dad jealous. Mm. So I rolled back home, <laughs> gave it to my mom, you know, and invested, yeah, invested heavily in her business, you know, and, you know, I, I just did crazy thing. I don't want to tell you half the things I did. Please, please. You know, that's why the show is nah, here. No, no, it's not just fair. Like, give us a, just a Because I feel bad for my dad. Seriously. No, I seriously, no. I don't, he, he, but he I had pro- it coming. I promised him. <laughs> I'm joking. He put, he, he, he put me on the right path. Trust yeah, me. Yeah. But he, the only mistake is that he didn't understand it. And given mm-hmm. that time and error, he couldn't have blamed him. Yeah. There was no frame of reference to draw from. Yeah. So as a parent, yeah. every time he looks back and look at the others, they were the, you know, I don't want to name names of people that were in the industry there, but they had nothing to show for True. it there. True. And here I was on a path that in less than 10 years would probably make me one of the leaders of an industry somewhere mm. who would wonder for their child. True. Okay, if I was some dumb guy in school, he would have said, okay, let's start looking for alternative universe for this one to existing. <laughs> but I was good at what I was doing. Okay, I was the pride and joy of the family. Why do you want to derail? So he thought some passion, some girl, some dude was speaking to my ear. Mm. That things were not right. Okay, and I never and later I came to understand it that this guy was just being the best version of parent he could possibly be. Yeah. A woman's intuition and the love that overrides everything. Let me tell you, the first love of a man is his mother. The last love of a woman. It's his first Father. child. It's our first child. Okay. That's the last love of a woman before she passes. Mm. My mother was the love of my life. Totally. Every time I put together the ensemble of the woman I want, it's her. Mm. And it's not born out of the fact she's my mother. Mm. She didn't try to be a mother. She tried to be my best friend. Mm. We will sit down, discuss business. Invest in a business, fight when anybody tries to cheat. And I was always trying to cheat. <laughs> so I would make money and shortchange her. I should raise her, call a family meeting. I liked it. It kept me accountable. Mm. You understand? Ooh, ooh, I wanna I wanna go and hang out. You know how you can't you do this thing called obligation to your parent where you want to go, give them the love and everything because you want to look good in front of everybody mm. and because you're obligated to. Yeah. But you don't, a lot of people love their parents, but they don't necessarily like them. True. I love my dad to no end, but I didn't necessarily like my dad. True. My dad is not the kind of dude I want to go hang out with. Mm. My mother can hang out with. Yeah. Because she'll speak the truth. She'll let me be me. I've always, I was always me around my mom. I chased women in front of my mom. You know, 
I break up with women. She'll sit me on down and say, you have six sisters. Come as real. Wake mm. up. Don't do this to people's kids. You know, just because you think you can pick and choose, women are killing themselves over. You know, there's a reason this thing is happening to you. Mm. Can you find a reason? And just find a woman and be with. That's how, that's all it takes. These thousands of girls are not it. So she was a voice of reason for you. But it's voice of reason, voice of groundedness, a mm. voice of friendship. That was my, you know, the person that spoke to me. My mom sees my money in the business, sees it. I will raise hell. Do you know there was a time I threatened to take her to court? Yeah, me and my mom would have ended up in court. Because wow. the reason was that I had a business, a genuine business. Yeah. But that is a testament of our relationship. A genuine business I got abroad with, an, with a girlfriend she didn't like. Yeah. I've always tried to do business with women I did. So this one wasn't a model girlfriend. If you see her, you know. <laughs> it's an eye candy. I just wanted to be there. This is somebody I, that we know. You cannot, eh? this is somebody you know somebody you know. She's <laughs> on the international scene. Okay. I was dating her. And then I think it was a union of convenience in a sense. Right. But she understood I had extreme business acumen. Mm. I understood the hustle in her. Mm. If I couldn't relate to the motion, I could relate to the mind. Mm. My mom didn't see that mind. She just saw the wholesomeness of it, like every parent. And I'll tell you something. I never make judgment of anybody based on sentiments. If I like you too much, T, and you ask me for money, I won't give you. Uh-huh. You know why? Let me explain. You know why? Because I like you too much. I'm being swayed by the sentiments of liking, and that's why I'm giving you money. If I hate you and I'm about to take a business decision, I'll probably do business with you because I dislike you. You know why? I'm going to say no based on the fact that I don't like you. So my understanding is really simple of yeah. it. I dissect my feelings well. I introspect it. If I want to do business with you, first of all, I ask, will I get my ROI? Will I get my return on investment? Yeah. It's not based on the fact I like this guy. Why not I just dash this guy money? I know I can mm. afford. I won't pay me. Let him be on his way. And our relationship is intact. But I don't want to do business with this guy. The other day, I don't get married. And I start being resentful. I start mm. stop being cool with you. I don't want to do that. So I, I make sure that I... I base my decision based on a very open, unbiased mm. ground, born out without prejudice. Mm. I've done business with many guys I don't like. I will not hang out with them, but I've made money with them. Mm. Most of the dudes I make money with, I don't necessarily like them. Forgive me, guys, but that's the truth. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I'm not sure they like me too. They think yeah. I'm too quiet, too much of a homebody. Mm. I'm not I'm not the I'm very boring. I'm not the coolest guy to hang out with. I'm not gonna go rave in some party which you get drunk. Mm. I'm usually the sober guy that drives everybody home and dump each of them at home. My friends don't drink much when I'm abroad until I'm around. But as this 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 is how you've always been or it's always been you evolved into this no, person. No, no, no. I've always been like that. All the craziness was designed. Stop. Bring me design back. broke. So I got this manager, brilliant guy. I've never really mentioned him, but he was a cool guy. He was like my best friend, mm. manager slash manager. Mm. So this guy sat down and said, bro, bro. He, he likes saying bro. So bro, this bad boy thing is selling. <laughs> he sold it is selling. You know? So basically I was a chick dumped me then. And I was going through the waters. Right. So there's a chick, you know, we were met in London and she was all caught up with the Jamaic thing, the persona. Oh man, if I come to Nigeria, we're going to party, we're going to do drugs, we're going to hang out. Gonna... So she comes to my home, too neat for her. You can't throw seeds. If you come to my house, then you can't throw stuff around. It's too neat. You mm. advise yourself. Mm. You understand? So she brought in her friends and they want to start smoking all kinds of shit. I said, nah, this is not the place. 
y'all want to smoke, go outside. Oh, good. You were that person? Yes. So, I, I, I want to read books. She comes to my library. I turn the whole room to a library. So, I'm, there are books everywhere. She's like, yo, what's this going? Every time you have your nose in the, in the, in the book, what's, what's all that for? I'm researching. I'm hanging out. I walk a method. A method research my characters every time I want to do a film. I study it and study it down to the mannerisms. Everything I do mm. is totally devoid of it. I remove mm. it and replace it with the features that befit the character. Mm. So I am constantly in the theories of studies, in the motion of learning. Yeah. And that was anathema to her. She wanted to go out. And every time we go hang out, I want to leave early. So once two, th- listen, my, my, my social battery is so low. Mm-hmm. When you take me out, People that work for me now, they tell you, smiling behind, he knows. One hour is to talk. After one hour, get me out of there. I will not be responsible for what will happen there. I start getting irritative. I start getting argumentative. I don't want people in my space. I want to leave. Yeah. So after 30 minutes, they're pulling up the car. In 40 minutes, they're telling me, get ready. Mm-hmm. Before one hour, I'm walking through the door. I don't care whether the president is there or anybody's there. I have to leave. Yeah. You stretch it to two hours. Now I can do two hours. I'm sure you've not seen me in awards or, or public spaces. I don't, spaces. I don't go. I don't go. It's just, it's not, I'm not, I'm not, I just, I can't deal with it. Mm. I can't. So this guy sat me down and said, we're changing all of that. Right. This bad boy thing has to work now. First of all, your sense of fashion is amazing. Let's turn it up a bit now. We need to start opening our chest more. We need to start wearing this baggy jeans, putting our baseball cap backwards, wearing these big sheets, start talking a certain way. I'm like, man, I don't know about this accent, man. It's not, it's not. He said, no, man, that shit is sexy, man. <laughs> <laughs> so you agree that bro, this was all... I signed my bit... life away that time, bro. Jesus Christ. The guy said, listen, bro, there are people that are designed for this thing. Forget these people. I'm telling you some of the best people in the world. They, 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 he was forward thinking. I'm telling you, the Steve Spielbergs of mm. the world, the, 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 the Steve Jobs and Kanye's, they are unconventional yeah. geniuses. This guy is a genius. They said he didn't want to do this anymore. Mm. But then it was in his element. So he called me and said, he changed my wardrobe. We put up a good budget. Imagine almost 700k. We changed wardrobe. Man. He told me I don't even like where you live. It's too quiet. It's a senator there. They said, Why do you want to? I said, But this is the player. I can jog. He said, We would send it for jogging. You need to be seen. Let's move to somewhere they will see us. Let's go to Kaja to some to some new estate where there are young people. I can't a 25 year old be sitting here all the time. And every time you and the, there's a senator, I don't want to make sure. And every time you and him will be walking. Do you know the age disparity between you? This guy is 62. You're, you're 24. You're working with you. What time people discuss? Because that's the only person I can discuss with. I couldn't hang out with dudes my age, man. Yeah. All they wanted to do was mess around. Mm. And then the back-to-back relationship, people they don't understand was as a result of the women <laughs> were not getting with me. So every time I think, and I had to, I had to stay with the status quo. So it had to be the eye candies, the, the trophies and all that. Dude, wow. I dated a chick that wasn't fashionable in any sense. Mm. She was so brilliant. I could connect with her mind. Mm. So she, 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 she also had a little self-esteem issue. All designed by this guy. So this guy said, uh, why are you dressed like that? You're fooling. He goes, so what's wrong? Well, I'm yeah. I just keep quiet somewhere like, I ought to say something. I need to save yeah, this girl. But, but you know, this is and, your career. Say, yeah. 
So you say no, 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 no. Then you come in like this girl no fine now. Which you the thing get? Which which can be this? The girl no fine at all. I say no, but man, when, when we talk, you say which in the do I don't want to see this guy here. So next day we'll, we'll come in with like three, four badass girls, you know. And before I know it, I'm hanging with one of them. So when I want to spend time, I spend time with this girl. When right. I want to go, I say, yeah, do you guys want to? I say, yeah, hell. So we'll go hang out. So people thought that was yeah. yeah, but I am the person I'm going. I'm happy with is at home. Wow. All the time. And I was hiding this chick from my dude. So my dude tell him I'm coming to the house, I'm not home. Because I didn't want him to find her my chick. So this was the person I was happy with. We could talk about books, we could relate, we travel together, we've been to a couple of places. And then you know, I have always loved traveling, you know? Yeah. And so that was my education in a sense. Mm. And and that so outside, dude, do you know how many times we were outside? Um I I trained martial art early mm. and I this Crawford, trust me, I can handle myself. Yeah. So every time we we'll go out, this <laughs> dude will start something. I'm telling you, I never used to look for trouble. I was too busy finding a dark place to chill. This, this the job that you got into was never really sometimes was me, yes. Okay. But 80% was this him and his crew. They'll come and say, That guy, see what that guy just told me that they're attacking some dude. I have to jump in. Okay, I have to jump in. And then outside, you know, I, I remember I was being really nice to this fan. They only picture. He came to me and said, You're supposed to be arrogant. You're supposed to be this shit. Forgive my French. You're supposed to carry yourself. Why are you smiling all around? What are you smiling for? Why are people seeing your teeth? You're Jamaican, man. Jesus. Close your teeth and act like people be scared. <laughs> Wait, uh, <laughs> so the guy was trying to be like a, your full publicist, that Hollywood guy, style. That guy, I don't know where he got it from. This was some dude that was Nobody, about my age. Was special. My brother, nothing was, no, he didn't go to school for this thing. And that was it. I, I one guy, he said, why are you wearing one ring? I just saw my ring now, I remember. Why are you wearing one ring? Why are you wearing one ring? Jimak wears four rings, six rings. Jimak wears four chains. So he helps you build a different yeah. persona. No, so, a different so person. I knew, I've always had, you know, my, I got, my dad is a damn good dresser, taught me the mm. rudiments. We just needed to take it a few notches up. Mm. I've always felt this was overboard. This mm. is not classy. I'm, I'm a classy dude, man. Yeah. He said, no, 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 we need class. We need class. <laughs> we're dealing with all classes now. We're in streets. You know, you are the street general. <laughs> the street has to see you. Mm. If you're all knotted up, dude, I like nice shirts, nice pants. Good shoes, good belt. My dad taught me the belt shoes match. Okay? A gentleman's watch. Nice. He said, what are you doing with all these funny looking female watches? We're changing watches. So when we got to Amsterdam, he started buying me the big watches, the big chain, the big sunglasses. I couldn't recognize myself in the mirror you anymore. Like an artist. You know? <laughs> I'm looking at myself in the mirror. There's no... I remember my mom was like, you look ridiculous. My mom was, <laughs> mom was saying to them, you this? look ridiculous. You know? There's a picture they sent to my mom. Then she had moved to Manchester. She said... <laughs> Who is this? Is <laughs> your son? He's saying, call him. You know, what is that? I said, no, that's the look, mommy. That's the mm. look. You know, I have to go with the look. She said, don't be looking like that. Lose yourself. She was always saying it. So we continue with this. The the you know the 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 the, the whole drama. Did you get lost in all of this. I got totally lost. The train took off. There was no driver. Nobody could stop that train, man. And the funny thing, they could justify with the earnings. Right. It was pouring in. So what's your argument? They want to stay relevant to yourself and then lose this. 
So, mm. so, so, so his argument, his superior argument was, am I not bringing the paper as a result of this True. quote and unquote madness? But did you think personally that if you were yourself, you probably not have made as much? Do you no. ever think? No, I wouldn't have been seen. I was really boring. I wouldn't have been seen. Are you sure? Yes. You think? There would have been an audience. It would have had to, I had to have built them. They have to unravel the layers. Mm. Nobody's prepared for that. It's an automated, spontaneous relationship between audience, between demograph and the person mm. that was purportedly the, in the public domain. So if they're not seeing you at face value mm. and taking that away as a resolution mm. for their opinions and their, and then their understanding of you, you'd have lost track along the way. You understand what I'm saying? If I'd come and they, was, and they would have read it differently, they would have read it for being a love, being arrogant, mm. being offish, yeah. which they read before. When I started and when I was being myself, mm. nobody would be like, oh, he can have fun with you actually, if he's comfortable with you. Mm. Oh, he can be a great guy. If he aligns with you, okay, he can be really, you know, open to great conversation, lengthy yeah. conversation. If he thinks you're cool, okay. but they will have to unravel those layers. I have to be comfortable with you to be in that space. Who has time for that in the domain that we exist? Mm. So it had to be, he's crazy. Oh, we like him because he's crazy. How long do you push this narrative for? As long as he knew Jamaic. You know, mm. it continued to a point where you know, we started having argument because then I got established. Um, I, I, I had to, you know, there were other things that my parents wanted me to, I was doing a lot of things wrongly. I was burning money to stay with the Joneses, hanging out with the, with the wrong crew mm. all the time. I wasn't doing what they were doing. I was just hanging out with them. That's yeah. what people didn't understand. Mm-hmm. I traveled to all those places. They said I did. I hung out with, with the crazy crowd. They said I did, mm. but I didn't do the drugs. I didn't nearly do all the womanizing they think, thought I did. Wait, wait, let's come back. Speaking of womanizing, right? Mm. How did this character affect your relationships? Because you've had a, you've had great relationships in Nollywood. Um, some people I would not outside, mention. Mostly. Even outside of Nollywood and in Nollywood. Mostly. How come you didn't end up with any of these amazing women that you had dated? What, what, um, was it because of this character or this personality that... I mean... Was it, were you so much involved in this personality that you could not connect with these women? It's a very good question. The truth was that I, I was also caught up with um, with a set, and this happens to the best of us. Everybody that's in that space is on a constant struggle to mm-hmm. discover self. Some True. have the the entire run of them of their. Of, of, of their career without even discovering disconnect without connecting with their true selves. Yeah. You know, um, mine, I just understood at some point that there had to be layers of existence here. I didn't know how to, you know, I didn't know how to, how do you say multitasking? The public domain became the only domain I existed in. And in order to exist there, naturally I had to play it according to the books mm. there's a click system there's a, you have to belong to a click system yeah. you have to belong to a group yeah. you have to be seen to be politically correct yeah. you have to be seen heard the pressure at all times keep up with impressions yeah. with the perceptions um, myself my true self was dying 
I was always struggling. I was mm. always annoyed. I was always frustrated because there was no time to be what I enjoyed, which is stay in my space, come with a certain people. On the, you have to understand, I didn't care about looks that much. I mean, I'm not going to go out and go hang out with some <laughs> really ugly girl. Yeah. God forgive me, but I don't see ugliness in people. Mm. There's, there's, there's a certain beauty I see in. Once you connect with me on that, I don't care much what look? outside look like. Mm. I really didn't care. Um, I have a wide array of uh, personalities as, as my sisters. So I got used to different kinds of women mm. and connected with them. If I sit with you on a long flight and we have a conversation, mm. I feel that it's deeply enriching. I don't care where you came from, what your tribal sentiments are, your creed, your personal, political, or religious convictions are, are connected. That's the only thing that is of chief factor for me. The rest, I always believed I could walk on. Take me as I am. I'm always going to be stylish. I don't True. care if you're not stylish. Stay the way you are. Yeah. Okay? If you're comfortable with me being really well-dressed for men, mm. and you're not that dressed and we hang out, if you're comfortable, if it does not in any way uh, undermine your, your, your personal perception of self or your self-esteem, I'm comfortable. I'm not the kind of guy that, oh, you have to match my sleigh. You have to, I really hate that. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's what you did for the most of your career. Then, that's what, yeah. So, I, I, I mean, I don't expect you to come from it. I want you to come from a different walk of life. That's what intrigues me. Mm. I'm not interested in seeing a community on somebody. Mm. I, you know what I know. Mm. You speak of what I speak of. You encounter what I encounter. What are we going to converse about? True. But have, yeah. you, have you said, do you think that you found yourself now? Like some eight years ago, nine years ago. Have. What was the turning point for you? Okay. He left. We sat down. He wanted to go. Like all... Oh, car- you held this guy for all... For a long time. Wow. We went. It was a very lucrative um, business partnership. Mm, <laughs> true. So at some point, like all charismatics, he starts getting bored. Because as I came into my own more and more and became more established, I, I was more in control of my narrative. Yeah. He didn't serve his capriciousness. He's the kind of guy that needs to be on the move, constantly upsetting things, status mm. quo, upsetting things, turn things upside down, driving a different narration and different, you know, it's, it's, it's like that. He's, it's, he's, this dude is, is the same energy. I knew him with in our twenties. That's why it seemed like we've been on this journey so long, mm. you know, but mm. we've, I've taken a hiatus about four or five times. Yeah. So my first hiatus, he said, I want to go do something else. I mean, you know, find somebody else to run this mm. and let me, you know, I want to go do something. And we part a company. But then he told me that, you know, we're at a point where he didn't put it this way, but my, my, no, understand of is that we're at a Rubicon now. Mm. It's totally dependent on you, whether to go left or right. Mm-hmm. Left is to continue. I mean, left is to continue with this thing we're doing. You know, enforce it, enshrine it as an institution mm-hmm. and pivot it as a whole different conversation for the next generation that are coming now. Okay. Or go right and tow a different path that is truly you. That's truly you. The mark of excelling everything you do is already on you. It's a question of how you tell the story from now. I'm not moving. I'm not here anymore. I don't want to be here anymore because we're in constant conflict. It's beginning to rub off on our personal relationship. 
You don't need you need me less and less as the year progresses. And true, because I was find yourself. Yeah, because yeah. we raised the team. Basically, mm. all he does is that they just check things with him. I'm the last guy to know. I'm so removed from the public space. I'm always last to know anything that's happening in this world. I swear. So, if you're always so removed, how those comebacks? Because for a while, you they give us like mm-hmm. when I don't say, I was, ah, could Jim don't write? Okay. <laughs> you know, the, 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 the comeback before or now? Like, no, it's always been. Let me tell the kind of home I come from. I, I can almost tell the kind of home you come from. How please. I'm a I'm a first class. Oh yeah, try character. Okay, okay. It, it, it's a late. My home is laid by my brother. We thrive by yabbing. This is what we do. You need to. I, I was on a. I was on a drive when I moved back to Atlanta. I was on a drive from. We're going from Atlanta to Miami by mm. road. I had most of my, a couple of my friends, three of my friends in the car. Mm. They are not Africans, even by their standards. At some point, my dad was on the phone, on the speaker speaker mm. phone. One of them had to ask, like, "You talk to your dad like that, my brother? You need to know how we talk to each other." So yabbing is a big deal in my house. Yeah. I've had in-laws and nearly left my sister because they couldn't stand the yabbing. <laughs> we will come for you, my brother. It's either you can hold your own or you we can't. Cannot, yeah. Okay? So, I mean, that's the home we come to. Sometimes we stage it at home. Some will be for my mom. Some will be for my dad. And we'll go for it if something happens. So, how are you going to come at, at me? me? I was raised and buttered in this thing. You understand? <laughs> I do this for a living. How are you going to come at me? You know, so sometimes they come. Do you know I don't even go? My sisters, my sister, and they're everywhere in the world, and they take me and say, see what this person says. I say, what are we going to say now? They design some of these things. Wow. Yes, they do. I'm really innocent, guys. They design <laughs> some of these things. They tell me, tell them this. I say, no, let's polish it. So Can't you see how they're When the stories break out, all those comments, it's, you're not, it's not from a point of, oh, no. I need to stick to them. It's just like, no, eh, man, bro, I'm having there. fun. This is hobby, bro. This is extracurriculum. So I do this, I can't even take half of this. This is extracurriculum. This is, this is fun. This is my world venting. I've had a long day. And you come and yell me, I said, thank God, finally, somebody came for me. Let me vent a bit. So there's never a And then I will laugh for 30 minutes and sleep. <laughs> you just made my day. I'll go back and open. Nobody's coming again and say, why? Wow. We're, we're having fun. My sister will send me a lie. I said, no, man, you're losing it. I mean, mm. you're, you're not. Then I'll call another of my sister and say, what can I say? Mm. Give me five minutes. Five minutes, you send me something. I'll just perk it up a bit and send it back. And you see, I never reply immediately. I'm consulting my consultants. I love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, so this is fun thing for us. You know, come on, man. There has to be a certain female attribute that will rub off on an on an only son. True. Okay, True. there are two things that happen as an only son. You become extremely weak and overprotected, or you become extremely strong. It, there can't be an in between. Mm. I'm the latter category. I'm extremely strong mm. because I really rose through the ranks, went through the motions, mm. and I was a protector home. Mm. I, I didn't just start, you know, understand how to protect my, listen, I used to get beaten up back to back. So my sisters would go and look for trouble. They just forgot the bad part of the equation that they just one protector at home. Mm. So they go and look for probably maybe somebody will whistle at them at a football field. They start crying. Why are you crying? They'll come to me crying. Me, stupid me. I won't ask questions. I just <laughs> jump in there. They will gather me, beat the hell out of me. I come home quietly. My mom will come upstairs. They've beaten you again. I say, yes. She was a hot compressor. Do you know what I mean? Times. So there's one, there's this really bad beating I got mm. from a cousin. 
that was coming and they, I don't know what they did. I never asked questions. I just go and fight. Mm. So I go there and they gathered me. This time they were bigger boys. They really worked on me. So when I crawled <laughs> back, what was left and I came back home, wow. my dad's boss was around. My dad was like, how frequently does this happen? Say, no, you have to train this boy. They will kill him one day or they would hit him somewhere that, and you know, he's yeah. a right, he wouldn't tell you. It will, something that will hit him Be somewhere. Yeah. That's it. And something happened. You have to, you have to, I mean, so they started me with boxing, then went to martial. Yeah, I had to, bro. I didn't do it for fun. I did it for survival. Wow. So after a while, we moved houses then, you know, mm-hmm. after a while, you know, two, three years came back, same, just near the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And I came back. I'm telling you, my life has been like a movie. I found that boy, especially the, the ringleader. Oh, yeah. He still has a small scar on his back for his indiscretion till now. <laughs> yeah. It's how you're on a political about it. No, 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 no. It's a kid to... thing. This is, this yeah. is, a, see, my, my, my boys get into it. I was at the playground once when somebody, see, my boy's like me. He's the, he can't get chip off all the old blood. So he was at the, and somebody took their ball. And he came crying on me. I looked at him like, what are you, what, what, what is your own? Come on, go back. What, what is, what is your, see the you butcher. My friend, go back and go and handle your business. Yeah. And he went back and hell broke loose. All the white boys there knew that there was a Nigerian child on the ground. <laughs> Everybody, even the people that were innocent collected it that day. So the parents came and I stood up and I said, okay, it's my turn now. That's so I said, who wants it? Stop. No, and I got up like, oh, when they were taking my child's ball, I'm pushing my, this is what boys do. What are you protecting boys for? Boys will be boys. Mm. You just create a weak child. It's a mixed race kid. It's going to be out there in the world. Mm. How many times will I be out there protecting him? He has to understand to stand up for himself. What was the cause of the fight? Did he go and look for trouble? I would, I would, I would discipline him immediately. Mm. But he was fighting a cause. Somebody took what belonged to him. And he didn't even, he's not violent prone. He didn't even go and start acting. He came to me, the parent, to help him. And I told him, I'm not helping you. Mm. Nobody fought my battle. Go and handle your business. <laughs> then if the others come, I'll handle them. But that happened. <laughs> no, nothing will happen. He's a trained child. Yeah, he's it's a little tra- belt holder. I've been training him all his life. <gasps> oh, you since he was like- a toddler, man, he, 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 he can handle himself. Bruh. Bring a ten-year-old to him. He will take care of him in no time. It. So he went there and handled his business. That's why they had to regroup to come for him, and he handled his business. Oh, he beat them up. He handled his business. Nice. You're not going to catch me saying how he's done. He's, he's very just strong. handled his business, <laughs> and he does it very. I like him for it because he handles it quietly. Mm. He's very efficient with his. He push you, go back, restage, push another person, go back. You know, wave somebody out of the wall this time. I was watching him with the pride of a sensei. Stop. So now the white parent and got up. Mm. Some of them got up and decided, oh, it's time to make a big case. Where were you? They were watching when the first injustice was done. Mm. They were watching when they were pushing him around. When the boys came for them. When for they him. came for him. Mm. I was watching them. So they got on like, whose child is this? And I got mm. up and said, it's my child. Mm. So what, 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 what? Wasn't I seeing? I couldn't even understand. They were speaking French. Wasn't I seeing what was being done? I said, I was saying it in Igbo. They were speaking French. I was speaking Igbo. Stop. So when you guys were trying to... They didn't understand me, obviously. I didn't understand them. Who wants to... I didn't want to understand them. I wasn't playing to be understood. When they speak English, we'll be on common ground. Hmm. They're speaking French to me because I was on their land. Yeah, this is so interesting. (laughs) So we, we had a small argument. They took their children, came back to him. You know, my child came back with his ball, regrouped his friends and, and kept playing. You have you have a very interesting... I wish I could just sit down and just 
this with you because I think like you're very interesting. I think you're more interesting than you even know because mm-hmm. you've mm-hmm. held us down. Like I, I can't even ask questions because of how much oh, this just this just is so. I know you have done my work for me. <laughs> but one thing I'm very interested in is your new book. Yeah, you. I mean, besides acting, you produced a movie recently that went viral because you strategically made it viral. Um, then there's a book. Well, let's talk about the movie first, right? So, bad comments is a movie about bullies and trolls and. Was that a personal experience that you had? Yeah. Um, something inspired it. Um, I was in Ghana. I just got this new Camaro. Mm-hmm. Sorry, everything has to relate with the story. No, of course. I'm, I mean, that's, that's how my yeah. life is. My yeah. life is is made. Uh, we're, we're who we are from our journeys and what Systemity, happens. Yeah. please. All so, the tea. <laughs> you know, we... Um, and so, some, so I had a ship to Ghana because we're mm-hmm. shooting... Um, um, Jim says so. There's a reality show mm-hmm. I had, um, you know, called you I know. watched a bit of it, yeah. So we're shooting in Ghana. Um, I was, I was, um, representing, I was, we're representing, um, 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 Virgin Atlantic, mm. and they just moved shop from Nigeria to Ghana. Say, okay, anyway, you want to go in the world, you have to. It's about a traveling socialite, mm, me, yeah. So we're hanging out with presidents, hanging out with top people all over the world. It was fun. So now it was from Ghana. We're planning. Um, the Sierra Leone president just invited us over. Mm-hmm. So we had we had a team meeting. I had a team meeting for it. I had the car sent to Ghana. I arrived in Ghana. No, put it that first time Camaro was coming. The convertible, you know, it was nice. Is is the cheapest Ferrari out there <laughs> at that time? <laughs> so I was just coming out and this kid wanted a picture, right? I said, okay. We took a picture. I said, okay, can I stand next to it? I said, okay. I stood, he took a picture. He said, can I get into the car? Let me take a picture. I said, sure. I just felt, I was laughing all this time. Trust me. I give you a long rope. Mm. It was what you do with it that's, yeah. that makes the difference. Yeah. So I think, they said he wanted to get <coughs> into the Sorry. car to take a picture. As he was coming, I smelled something. Yes. Weed. Serious, strong weed. Wow. And I said, mm, some instinct told me, don't let this guy in this car. I don't know. What his game was at this point. I said, no, bro, you can. He said, oh, what's the big deal? He named some footballer. He took a picture. They even allowed me. I said, well, I'm not that dude. Mm. And you're being rude. I've obliged you to this point. I don't think. He said, why? You think I'm dirty? I said, why are we having this argument? I've obliged you. the picture. You no? believe, yeah. Why do you want to get into my car and take a picture? I'm not just, I'm not comfortable. I'm sorry. If I know you better, hey, maybe. This car's been here six weeks. I've not even driven it. People drive it. My friends drive it. Mm. He took offense, says something in three. I didn't understand. I just said, right back at your mama. And I left. Going to the event, did my thing. Um, so that night, this guy found an accidented, an accidented Camaro. His was midnight blue. Mine was black. Posted it and said, I just had a serious accident somewhere. And I was in hospital somewhere fighting for my life. I was on life support. Same guy you took a picture with. Same guy. Just out of being... Did he tweet it? Eh? Did he tweet that story or... Yeah, he tweeted it. Put it out there. Now, that next day, we did a one week... I I was doing four countries back to back Mm. for, um, you know, for this reality show. We're going to... Excuse me. We're going to Frankfurt, Milan, um, London, and one other... Zurich. Mm. So, all that had to be shot. It was two days per country. So within that time, I have this thing I do when I'm a brother, I'm like to be rich. So my family couldn't reach me the first four days. Mm. And 
There was a time in my final year, I had a bike accident, broke my leg. My leg was hanging in one hospital somewhere. I told them not to tell my parents um, until the leg started rotting, literally. And I couldn't pay the hospital fees. Mm-hmm. I made my girlfriend and all. So my girl had to... So my mom knew this is what I do. I could be broken up somewhere and I wouldn't tell anybody. Mm. I just go through it alone and come back like nothing happened. So she believed it that I was fighting for my life somewhere. And when they couldn't reach me in four days, you know, people kind of started whispering that I was dead. That's how extreme these things can be. And she passed out and was taken to a hospital. Yeah, she had high blood pressure. So they reached me the fourth day. But then we were in Zurich and say, hey, just see what's going on. And I was I was broken, man. So I, I reached out. Listen, my mom was in the hospital and said I should do a video. I did a video. They said no. I must do a video in my birthday suit. I mean, this is my mom now. She don't see I'm waiting day day again now. But you you do video naked. Bros, I'm hard to because she believed that probably I staged it. I'm yeah. really hurt somewhere. I'm just play acting. She said, let's see the environment. I said, it's a nice luxurious hotel. I'm chilling. I'm balling. So video. I took off my pants. Took off and said, back to phone. I'm fine. She said, do that. Karate thing you do. I kicked off this split. <laughs> did back. I couldn't do the back. But I, you know, I did the thing. She said, okay, so why is this now? I said, don't worry. You see this one? They touch me where nobody goes. Mm. If you mess with my sister. You mess with my dad. No, which one family? God, they've had my dad many times. I leave them. But if you go there. My mom is no going. Mm. So I came back. And this one is not. I put resources together. And funny enough, badly for him too, he said something really bad then with an, one of the assistant IGs then. Yeah. So this was a known Ghana, Yeah. So we reached him and we collaborated together. So long story short, we found him. Mm-hmm. It was a, that's what inspired the Uche thing. Right. I found this one. So when I found him, I made a case of find, going to him first before the police arrived. So I spent 30 minutes with him before the police Just arrived. Just address it. Just to address it. <laughs> I like your, your choice of words. I already heard this tape, but yes. please give me. <laughs> yes. So I addressed it. I love it. And left the scene. Yes. By the time they found what was left of him and took him wherever mm-hmm. and he made a case of saying no nah, I can get away with it because I mean it's probably reached his um, statue of labor mm-hmm. of, um, you know so mm-hmm. they took him to and he said this guy came and walked me over with his and I said where yeah. I didn't even leave home man and I had a very strong alibi yeah. you know so the IG2 was like where nothing happened it's just somebody else you mess with wow dealt with you before we found you and so Spend your two weeks in hospital and come and face your jail term. He went to jail? Yes, he did. So his mom... For trolling? No, there are so many other things he did. Defamations. There's so many cases to it. He went to a proper court procedure. While he was in court, he was in jail. While they were doing the court procedure, he was in jail. He was likely was going to get his jail term because I knew he couldn't pay the fine. Mm. So... Again, they used my only weakness. They used his mom to get to me and she cried. She just came crying. I just looked at her and like, ah, why didn't the others come? Yeah. Anyway, I went and begged for him, bribed, did what I had to do and we got him out. But mm. we got him to sign papers to say he's never yeah, going to be on this medium for the rest of his life. And that's it. So everything, that was the worst experience for truth. But that is what later for, yeah. was inspiration for back coming. Mm. Immediately Moses in one, 
started telling me the story. It caught on like spot on. This is the movie mm. I want to do. Yeah. For a long time, I was away. I started a real estate company, logistic company. Um, we were into building and construction. I, I, I was doing a lot of things. I pulled out my brothers-in-law, pulled out, you know, different people I felt that were in, um, you know, how do you say entities, established entities mm. that were struggling with schedule. And I said, listen, let's, it's private concerns. I want to do an array of investments this year. I'm done with Nollywood. Let me just grow my companies. Mm. And this is what I'm originally trained to do. I'm, I'm, I'm schooled in finance. So let's go. Mm. So the next five years was business. And I was so happy. God blessed us. Things were going well. But this is my first love. This is, this is what God put me on earth to do easily in my life. Mm-hmm. And at some point, the itch, it's called the itch, starts. You have to scratch it. Yeah. You know? And so I had to create something. So I needed to create something phenomenal, something that was different. I didn't want to do the slapstick comedy thing. People mm-hmm. were running because they said Nigerians are mostly depressed. They're looking for a medium to laugh, make a few bucks. But I wanted to do something different, set the bar differently. And I also wanted to be held accountable by social responsibility to create something that will question the status quo, drive a narrative, mm. you know, start a conversation. The biggest denominator for all of us, the widest denominator for all of us, is the social media ecosystem. We all coexist in there one way or the other, yeah. irrespective of your age, your affiliation, your creed, your religious propensity. One word or the other, you're affiliated with this. I needed a common denominator that everybody can affiliate with. I picked social media. I needed to, you know, coincide it in a sense related with a personal experience I've had so that the passion will be full, will be dreaming at full throttle. This was personal to me. And of course, I've lost the reason I did this. My mom had passed. So it was more than a personal project for me. It was a passion project. Mm. I didn't know. So the next tier was that I could have brought partners on. And I said, no, this was the reason I, I know I strived for financial independence early on for projects like this. Mm. I didn't want anybody to come control a narrative, tell me what to do whether I'm pushing the mantle one way or the other. So we funded it. I funded it. You I'm the executive producer of the film as well. So we made that happen and it latched on. But in the middle of it, let me tell you, my research was easy and that was what troubled me. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to be celebrated in the public domain mm. to cater to people's certain warped expectations. I think that is anathema to my intellect and depth. Okay. The truth of the matter was simple. There was a message I wanted to teach. We have to be held accountable as filmmakers to convey a certain message at all times, to teach the public. Is it that we amplify a virtue or we, we, we criticize an ill in the society? Everybody's so vested in the social media ecosystem. They forget that there's an ominous angle of it. Mm. There's a background that is affecting all of us, which is our mental health. Ages between 17 to 19 are most susceptible for suicide recently. The chief, the chief reason for that depression, for that mental health situation comes from social media. So why is nobody addressing this? In this country, it's all swept under the rug. Do you know how many people that are suffering social and mental issues? In I this suffer country? every day. Every day. <laughs> you speak about it, you're weak. Yeah. Or you're seen in some you no know, lighter demeanor. It's, it's, it's just 
a difficult situation or topic to broach. I have people that are working for me. There's, there's um, my secretary. Um, I have um, a travel agency. It's called um, Mecurial. And one day, she wrote me a passionate letter. She was pregnant, three months pregnant. So I was about to, I didn't want all that. Oh, she has to walk till she's five, six months before you give her. Mm-hmm. So I let her go. I told her, hey, once you're in your first trimester, trans, what's it called? Trimester, yeah. Tell me, we'll give you half your salary. Go. Go, go, don't handle your business. We'll take care of you. That's what we do here. And then every time she would defer, she would defer. So I had to get involved personally because this person is proficient. This person makes my life easy. I care about her, mm-hmm. you know? So, and I know she has a really cool husband. He comes by now and then. So one day I had a personal conversation with her. And this girl just started crying. You know, I've been around pregnant women. I thought, ah, just the hormones, hormones being extra. Yeah. So she cried. I took her to her car. She started the car. She left. I just laughed it off. That night she sent me, bro, what she sent me. I, my eyes watered up. So it wasn't basically because of her. Um, she has a model husband. Mm. It's just something she's been suffering for all her life. Because I had to understand what drives her sometimes. She's so passionate. She's so intense. We don't play around her. I can be having a good joke. Um, uh, she would just pass I'm like, this kill joy is here. But she's so damn good at what she does. <laughs> understand? She runs the office like a military barrack. Mm. No, but we didn't understand. I had to, haven't been trained. A part of me was like, there's something, there's a root to this, there's a source. Mm. But I just thought this is a highly proficient person. I was more with the gains of it rather than the source. Mm. So when she wrote me, I just felt ashamed that for a trained person, now why didn't I say this? Mm. So this has been happening with all life. She suffers depression. And as at the point I was having a conversation with her, she didn't want to bring a baby into this world. Because at that time she was contemplating, terminating, you know, a lot. I don't want to put wow. her business out there, but, yeah. but no, she no longer. But this was an issue, and that hit me. Like, okay, how can we deal with this? So we dealt with it. A lot happened to help. A lot happened. We all had to dig deep in our personal resolve and help this wonderful woman. And that was all the thing, the elements that drove me to this project. Mm. And I said, this is not a profit project. Yes, if I make money, thank God. Hallelujah. Well, you made money. Because, yes, I did make damn good <laughs> money. So that's not the point. And more is coming. Netflix and Amazon talking. So then, thank you, thank you. So you the point... So at the end of the day, mm. the point was that this was, this was a passion project. And so I think the whole entertainment value mm. was taken into very strong cognizance mm. here. And they lost one word or the other, the advocacy behind it. Mm. I told you my entire life process is not defined by regrets or just mundane or superficial propensities. It is designed, everything I do dwells on amplifying lessons mm. what did i take away from this when i leave here i'm going to go through my personal appraisal of self with everybody that's been in this room who i liked who i didn't like for what reason but you like all of us yeah, mm. yeah. well that i well, when i <laughs> it was, who, it was our feedback wait now. <laughs> who i got bad energy from mm. and who i didn't my brother you have to my True. instincts, I think, are so highly developed. They take a course on its own without even me checking. Does it tell you sometimes where you... Because I, I assume that you always 
try and judge by looking at the person, no. the en- energy no, but, but, but that they give you. But I told you, I never do it based on my personal emotion. Right. As I walked into this room, the three second beat I did here was energy. I'm a conduit. I understand how it's coming from. Either you your mannerism, the flip of your eye, the way you move, the way you're sitting, the way you're present. One way or the other, I have shades on. I see things you're not seeing. I'm all, I'm watching everybody. But sometimes you think that sometimes it's wrong, or sometimes it's, it's just not. It's never it's wrong because I'll tell you why it's never wrong. I'll tell you why mm. because right now I like everybody, and now I'm going to sit down and ask myself why. I mean, they make the show what happen yeah. <laughs> anyway. But that's not enough reason. Mm. My reason for disliking you may not be a good reason. Mm. It could be that you're just a competitor. And I have to have a reason to dislike you, to beat you. Because if I like you too much, I can't compete with you. Now, my reason again will be like, I dislike this person, but why? Maybe the person, wait, wait, I'm telling you, this ideology works. Maybe the person didn't greet me. So now my my higher Mm. sense of self will come into play. Like, how about this person having a bad day? Mm. How about this person going through the motion? Money, yeah, my person, they thinking, you know, there's a time in your life you thought about how you go home. True. Are you sure that person not going through that thing? There might have been mm. a few people I didn't greet to that took offense that day. So I have to analyze why I don't like you. Mm. And then once I come to a higher purpose, a higher understanding of it, I will like you. And maybe next time I see you, I'll do something that will also save your face, your integrity, like my guy, hold this one. I've just resolved the problem that day I don't know about. So, so you never think that it's more about you. It's usually about the person. How they, so I, if, if the roles were reversed, if I walked into a room and they gave me some type of energy, I'm like, what, was there something off with me? You could greet me now and I won't answer. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to teach something okay. that don't take me at face value. Mm-hmm. Don't judge me immediately. Mm-hmm. Sit back. There's something Tom Hanks said. He said he, he totally, his life is centered around the, these two will pass ideology let me explain this too with past ideology when you're going through a bad time say to yourself this too will pass time is your biggest ally there's nothing you've been through in your life and i've been through the worst of it i promise you that didn't pass true everything has an incubation process it starts somewhere and ends somewhere the death of your mother you thought your life was going to end and i thought mine would end to the point I started thinking there was no reason to live because I just didn't, didn't conjure up that I can't call this person. It passed. There's a day I woke up and I said, what would she have wanted me to do to thrive, mm. to be there for my kids? I had to find other reasons to be at my lion self. I was losing the lion in me. and was acting like a lamb, taking things at face value. That's not me. I don't walk into a jungle and I'm, I've never been prey. I've never been a victim. I run the fucking jungle. Seriously. Are you a Leo? Yeah. No, I don't have to be a Leo to be a lion. Energy. Please say that again so that my friends who think they are Leos. No. Leos are Leos are if if you (laughs) proclaim your lioness by mouth, that makes you weak. Please say it again just for the last time. If you proclaim your lioness (laughs) verbally, you're weak. Thank you. Your action is your lioness. I love your action is your lioness. Mm. The fact that you're speaking about already means you don't even know what to do with it. How about if your actions speak? First of all, it totally speaks. It's a testament of your commitment to purpose. Mm. It's a testament of your willingness to persevere and be resilient in whatever it takes as regards sacrifice to make it happen. You've also spoken to the person that is willing to invest in your life, that you're capable of handling this level. 
are this, sorted. Are there sometimes where people don't recognize the lions in them and they act like lions. that's what this book is for? Yes, you know, this book. You understand? So a, a lot of times, this gift th- in the gods, in the odds, the, in the odds. Sorry. So yes. ev- every every situation in your life, I wrote about every situation. My rather lopsided version of this life, my unorthodox approach to situations in life. Mm-hmm. You understand? I, I've, I've never, my brother, this is the way you must think of yourself. I've never met anybody that think like me and that has been my biggest problem mm. and my greatest blessing. Yeah. It depends on what side of the fence you sit. So if, for instance, you and I fight and then, and then you take everything I've said to you verbatim mm. and literally and you decide that's what's going to make you angry with me. Mm. I don't think that way. Everything you've said to me, I go and process it and like, why is this person angry with me? Where did I feel? My excuse, no, I will beat myself up first for not managing that relationship. Then when I'm done, I will now appraise you and be like, okay, why? Is this person not a good enough friend to have said what they said to me privately? Why did this person choose to humiliate me publicly? Mm. It's another testament of the kind of person you are, the quality of friendship we shared. Then I'll decide to forgive you. Then also decide not to let you in my food ever again. Amazing. That tomorrow you can ask a favor. I will, I will do it with you. But socially, there's a disconnect now. So um, if I want to do business with you, a lot of people are so biased. They are completely based on emotions and sentiments. I don't. 90% of people I do business right now, I really don't like them. Like, they're not people I will, but they trust me. Mm. They know if I say it's A, it's A, or B, is mm. B. I will never, I have to. I build our relationship totally on integrity and trust. That even if they don't like me, they will do business with me because they know I'm honest in business. Mm. Okay? One way or the other. It's enough reason for you to do business with me. I don't have to. We don't have to be hangout buddies. But some people want to hang out with you. Oh, if I'm not cool with him, I can't do business with him. True. If we don't have common interests, we can't do business. True. It's wrong. Most of the dudes that I'm really super cool with, I can't do business with them. Because they will run circles around me. And mm. because I'm being emotional, my judgment is going to be biased. Based on the fact I like them. I can't make logical judgments around them. Mm. I can if you if when okay if we do business together and you shortchange me I'm going to come with at you with extreme prejudice because we're not friends okay but if we're friends and you shortchange me I can't do it you know my mom you call you can call family meeting on my head mm. emotional blackmail and emotional blackmail I'm twisting me into living in so I will never do a certain kind of business with you until I logically make the position, the decision that you're capable of doing it with me and keep your end of the bargain to the mm. full stretch of our, of our agreement. I think you have a very fantastic mindset and I think mm. everybody in the room can agree. <laughs> Would you say it's it's the experiences that you've had, the books you've read, the family that, that shaped you into this person? Because I can hear from everything you have said that you've constantly always looked for the lights. You've always constantly just tried to be better. Mm. Um, so, the gift and the odds, yeah. walking through the walls, Jim Ike. What are the necessary learnings? Why did you write this book? What are the le- necessary learnings that we need to take from this book? I, I wrote this book at a time where I wasn't sure what was happening in the world. 
my plan was in 2022 this year um i had a short stint i was going to do at harvard so i decided in that four five month course i was going to write a book that was what my team and i decided you're going to be off track for four five months okay so use it and write this book mm. okay but at that time i was with my boy in, in paris we we came to disney he wanted he did some you know he, he, he performed excellently in school i needed to reward him i say hey, little buddy where you want to go he said disney okay let's roll mm. we came in and i thought something we could do in four or five days run back to the u.s but the u.s shut down on us where we're in paris right. i said okay let me that during the lockdown yeah went to run him to london london shut down to be with his cousin literally the wall shut down on us because i thought it's a one month thing <laughs> until they kicked us out of our hotels in paris they were kicking people out of their hotels wow. you know, in Paris because Paris was shut down. Yeah. But we were moving to the suburbs. So I moved to the south of France with him. Mm. And then we were there for what was supposed to be one month to six months. So I was stranded with him wow. in Paris for six months. So the first month, you know, kids, he was doing well. He was making mm. friends, hanging out by the pond, you know, doing stuff mm. kids do. I'm the adult that was struggling. Yeah. I've never been in a confined space where people say I can't go anywhere. Yeah, yeah, I love space. I love being by myself. But my brother, when he's imposed, it's a whole yes, different narrative. Yes, yes. So I had to find something to do. You know, I tried forex training. I mean, training and mm-hmm. trying to trade here and there. Yeah, we we're making a little bit of money. But it was so boring. Mm-hmm. Once you're done with the first phone call, the transfer I've made, that's it. You have like 21 hours in the day. Mm-hmm. So... Um, my sister, again, I have this tatafo that is like my main, like the boy that a brother I don't have, you know, she's my gangster, the one that mm. always do the bad and good things. Yeah. Call me and say, come, you go die. You know, you're not used to this. You've never stayed a week without your mind moving and doing mm. stuff. That's how I'm wired. You know, if my mind is not more nimble and latching, so, so listen, write this book now. This book you've been talking about. All of us, they have done, we need to do anything. Send research materials. Let's start. We'll be throwing research mental, whatever you want. Mm. Just you know, compactalize it. Get somebody. I'm now your secretary, but this is what I want. So I struck a deal, got bargain across the board. Now you you own this person, you own me, you are offered this. I offered a deal across the board for different things. So i if I had like 10 subjects to speak about, I would spray like each research material to everybody. Mm. They would bring it in good time. We appraise it, discuss it. So we were having four, five hour conversation, two hours, a break, two hours, a break. Nothing. Everybody was doing anything. It was very enriching. Mm. It was like a classroom, a very unorthodox classroom of sorts. So we would do that. Then I'll write at night. So my little guy hangs out by 10. He's asleep. I put him to bed. I start work. I walked in the morning. He wakes me up. He was my assistant in a sense. My PA arranges all the mess. And yeah, he was he was doing his part too. Mm. And that's why he owns 15% of the book. Oh, wow. You gave him a percent? Yeah, I had to. He oh, worked. Wow. He worked. Shares. He has to eat. Amazing. I taught him. He has to eat. It's in his trust fund. He owns 15%. So basically, that's how it worked. And so, I was creating... I wanted... I, I didn't want to write um, an autobiography. I felt that there wasn't the time for it when yeah. the empire is behind me. Yeah. When I have a couple of grandkids, I'm in my late sixties and a certain thing, a certain worldliness, so mm. to speak, for lack of a better term, has happened in my life. I feel I have enriched myself with a wealth of experience that can teach generations. And that's when I write it. 
I just feel, this is my personal opinion, there are a lot of autobiographies who are written a little too prematurely. Mm. Now, what I have is that, I told you there are days I wake up and I feel I'm 100. Um, my fearless spirit, the way I approach things, the way I, I think about situation and what I've been through in my personal life, we don't look like what we've been through. Most of us don't. It's the greatest blessing of the black man because we go through a lot. There are places I've walked into business class um, uh, um, flights, first class flight because I wear shorts, I have a backpack, I'm stereotypically... The black guy. You know, yeah, I'm stereotypically immediately... um, Profiled. Profiled. And they ask me, where's my ticket? And typically, as I'm wont to do, I ask, how come you're not asking the other white folks about your ticket? Mm. So yeah, we just want to know whether you're, you're, you're sitting here. And I always make a case of giving them the dress down of their lives. I trust you. You know? Because later I tell them, Google. You know? And when they do... Google. They usually um, Google. Sometimes, some, some idiots have made a point of Googling, which is their biggest mistake. So when they do that, I mean, bro, you, you can't imagine how many times still at this level yeah, I go through it, true. you know? So sometimes it's usually, I wake up morning and I tell myself I'm getting on a flight. These are all the things I have to write about. Mm. I'm getting on a flight. Then I want to wear a suit. I want to wear my expensive clothes. I want to look good because I know I'll be profiled when I get mm. to business class and I ask an assistant, where's my seat? And he begins to profile me almost immediately. Yeah. So I wake up and I know it's an act of rebellion. I'm like, why? So if I have to dress well as a black man because I can afford it and I've worked for it and I deserve it to be on a first class ticket and some white guy can look like a bum. True. If you see him, you know he's not showered for days, but he's probably got money and mm-hmm. he can afford first class ticket. When he's built his mileage to that point, he showed his seat. The me that's smelling good, but I'm not dressing well, but I'm a black guy. I'm questioned. Mm-hmm. I'll dress like that. Most of my flies, I always dress like a homeless person. He's not looking for Do you trouble. like the drama that comes It's not this? the drama, my brother. The narrative has to change. If all of us are playing, are catering to this wind and caprices yeah. of those people, when will it change? Yeah. I should be allowed to, as long as I'm not scruffy, I'm not unclean. If I feel, if it's, it's a flight and I want to be, and it is really unendingly, if there's a war like that, comfortable wearing sweatpants and a loose shirt and on getting a on, a, on a 15 hour flight. True. Why do you want me to wear sweaters and look like I'm going to a GQ event just because <laughs> I don't want you to profile me? That's wrong. You know that. But they're learning. Trust me. Risk is happening less and less now as um, the status quo of, of fashion, the status quo, the whole perception of, of the arrived mentality mm. and the, the new rich yeah. is being redefined. Yeah. It's happening less. But back in the day, that time, and it's been a long time I can afford first class. I walk in there because I'm a young dude. I'm looking a certain way. I'm profiled constantly. There's even a time they never ran me out of a, out of a plane because I told them I'm not going to give them my ticket. Of everybody that walked in here, why do I look like the person that can afford this place? I was the only black guy on that plane and I was told to get, give them my ticket. I said, why? Why would I do that? Why are you not asking these other people? I even pointed at one scruffy looking guy. Why are you not asking that guy? Because <laughs> me, I'll call everybody out. I said, why are you not asking that? And the funny thing is that the dude had a presence of mind to defend me. Like, yeah, why are you, not, why are you asking him? I swear to you, the guy, like, you know, some of these white dudes are really cool. I was yeah. married to one. Yeah. I know. Before we got divorced, she was the coolest chick, man. She oh, was you were married to a white woman. I wasn't going to ask, but are you talking about So anyway, she was, 
defending me in a different place. Like, you know, when it start, like, I mean, he's probably richer than you. You don't even know who he is. Yeah. And you're here trying to act up, you bum. We always get into fights. We've mm. been in fights, not, you know, fiscal fight. We've been in fights at Walmart where I gave my card. Yeah, because something is yeah. wrong. And so maybe it was the client first. And too. they start acting funny. I'm like, oh, uh, why are you looking at my card like that? I can probably keep you on a salary. I have people like for you working for me life. where I yeah. come from. And I don't have to say these things. So she, we've gone shopping. Where something happened, I gave my card, I passed my limit. It was a Nigerian card. And there's a certain limit. And yeah. I, I was paying for stuff back while I was fixing a house. So I was going crazy doing stuff. And I gave my card. Somehow, something declined. Just some, I was just in the middle of pulling out another nice card to give them. And the lady was like, oh my God, I mean, I don't want to go through it. Steady. Miss Yen, which one of the corner? Is it Miss Yenin? Miss Yenin? No, Miss Yenin. There's a one recent word. Miss Yenin. Just the, the Miss, you know, Miss Yen. There's, there's a word. Let's do Just the, you know, just the loose guard anyhow. Yeah. You know? So, she they talk. <laughs> oh, my partner took it up. Like, what you talk? Why, why, why are you muttering to yourself? Mm-hmm. What is this things happen? I've walked in a place like this in London. It happened. She's a PhD candidate. So we're, we're not some people. I'm Jamaic. He's not, we're not some people walking in here. Energy. And I'm giving you a card. You should be thanking God. I came to shop in your mm-hmm. establishment and you're trying to demean me yeah. because I'm wearing shorts and, and, and t-shirt. You I know? didn't know how black I was until I started traveling abroad. Bro, we, we go through it. It's all here. How yeah. to deal with it. How to deal with love. Mm-hmm. Some people don't understand love. Let me tell you something about love. You're not responsible for the other person's happiness. When you're in love, you're not responsible. Mm. You should be individually happy before you come together. Mm. You know, where is flawed as most times, like the situation I had with my secretary is when you already, you already suffer something. There's an impediment. There's an impairment in your emotions where you're not happy. The, the most excruciating pressure and most selfish pressure you can place on your partner is expect them to make you happy. Mm. It's wrong. I don't do it. So you have to come correct first. Come individually. If you're a happy person, I'm a happy person. I can't give you what I don't have. Mm. I have to have self-love before I have to understand how to love myself, how to treat myself to love, how mm. to love myself in its entirety, psychologically, mentally, spiritually, physically, before I can love you. I can't give you what I don't have. Have you ever heard of somebody giving what they don't have? If you ask me for money and I'm broke, how can I help you? Mm. So if I have money, if I have love, then I can share love with you. If I'm happy, then I can share happiness with you. Mm. It's sharing, not giving. So when you come and enforce your sadness, your depression on me and expect me that it's my responsibility to make you happy, you you don't jam rock. And that's why most of the relationships don't work. Mm. Because they came with their luggages, their baggages, and they expected me to fix it. I'm not here to fix broken people. I'm here to expand the horizon of what you have. I multiply. I'm a multiplier. I give blessings. So when you come with your blessings, I multiply your blessings. When you come with your happiness, I multiply your happiness. You come with your love, I multiply your love. You come with depression, I cannot multiply depression. (laughs) This book, I need to read it. Because (laughs) it's like saying, it's going to change my life. I, I think like, we can easily say this is a compendium of all the valuable lessons that you have learned in your Over life. It's not classroom rhetorics. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. I've been to some of the best classes 
It's not uh, whatever I wrote there was totally adverse to everything classically I learned. Everything they are all textbook rhetorics. They are all stuff that people, lazy people, conjured up to impact on mm. on body minds, and they will sponge it up. It's not a babio. Four generations learned about you. you. Went there. We all learned. <laughs> we all learned the same thing. What is new? You Ugo read. Ugo. You read the textbook I read. Mm, nothing has changed. Ty, you read the textbook I read. You, three generations. My son will come. Go. They will bring a Bible. He will read it too. Their time. The paradigm constantly shift. The times constantly shift. The evolution has gone from industrial True. to computer age. To now the revolutionary age, another yeah. one. We're even on the, at the brink of another one that we're yet to fathom. True. And yet you read books that were relevant, that are now redundant, that was obsolete some some ten years ago, to be practiced in these recent times. It's not possible. Do you know I tell people that all the things that I learned to you in love for that four years, I cannot even remember. Bro, I've been to more funny schools and all that. I've had all kinds of people. I never used any of that. The oh, everything that I've used was born out of experience, mm. out of the trial and errors, out of doing it constantly. And I feel, 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 feel success had to find me. I had no choice because mm. I learned the algorithm. I learned my pattern. I learned the substance. And every time I took it away from somebody, I never replicated anybody's story. Mm. I never replicated anybody's success story. I took the common denominator, which is starting early, walking, committing, sacrificing. I will take that from you, but I'll never replicate how your journey is. Mm. It's wrong. God designed everybody in different lanes. Mm. So every time you want to be somebody else, you want to be like the next person. You want to look like the next person. Everybody is looking like a uniform or one lane. Mm. Yes, the traffic is so heavy. Hmm. The only traffic, the only lane that is traffic free is your lane. Uncle Jimmy, I'm preaching now. This is now a sermon. No, no, but that's the truth though. I, I really can't get into this. I, I can't wait to get into this book. Are you wrote 50. You are going there to are do different release. subjects. Even grief. How to deal with grief. How to deal In the with same volume. Or no, or no. Other volume. There are 15 volumes. So I have to wait. Every two months we release a new one. <laughs> so this one is about how to, how to understand that every time you're in a difficulty in your life, every time you come to a war, the so-called war mm. in your life, that is the universe. That is life. That is God telling you preparing you for the next level. Mm. Two things happen. There are two kinds of people. The people that fold under this pressure are the people that elevate themselves from that point. So learn to welcome adversary. Mm. Learn to welcome challenges, pressure. It's only there you grow. The place dreams, aspirations, go and die is comfort. So always pray that, you know, my prayer, the two things I've bettered in all my life. You keep asking me what gave me the inspiration. Two things I've bettered in all my life. I never believed in men. Never. Men paved the way. Men were a resource. Yeah, they were a recourse of everything. Mm. The one thing I've always believed in is God. The two things I've bettered in that never failed me was God and myself. Would you say you have a spiritual side to you, the, or you just live by certain some certain principles? There are rules and principles that abide across the board for every conviction you have in life and every affiliation, religious affiliation. There's a common denominator. If you're generous, somebody asks me, "Does money make you happy?" I say, "Before you go around preaching that money doesn't bring happiness, my brother, go and get money first. True. Don't come and see it from a broke man's point of view. 
There's so many broke people all around. You want something that will infuse your, your laziness. You want something that, that will help you not move any tide of, of times in your life. And you wake up and say, money doesn't make, you know, doesn't buy happiness a lie. You're shopping in the wrong mall. Hmm. Okay. Wait till, how about if you have money? Now I can come out and say money doesn't buy happiness because it's a certain degree money bought me. Yeah. Happiness money bought me. The rest, I knew I just had to be a better person to access it. I had to be a better person. So they say that what I say is that it's simple. Money is the sense that gives you permission to use the other five senses properly. So you have six senses. My production company is called Six Sense Production. Hmm. Use your six sense well. The only way you'll be comfortable with money is learn how to give it. You see all this? That's what we hate. That's how easy. we hate. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we hate. No, not to everybody. Yeah. That's what we hate our politicians. That's what, bro, everybody, they chop. If me and you enter this office, we will chop. But how about developing a conscience while you're doing it, making sure that at least the most basic need of people are met. Mm. So, um, I was always, let me tell you, generosity can be born out of a certain guilt Oh, I have it. My family don't have it. My brothers don't have it. So since I'm the only one I have it, mm. I can't stand them suffering. I can't. Bro, it's the biggest lie from the pits of hell. I don't care. <laughs> I know I'm telling you, man. There's something called strategic giving. Mm-hmm. I give strategically. I give constantly. Every time you take a phone, and I'm not saying this to criticize them, but some people do it for a really genuine reason. You put it on the face of the person you're giving to. Mm. You're dehumanizing that person. It's already a big deal for someone to let down their guard, their integrity, their self-respect and ask you. Mm. They've already lowered it. Why do you want to make it lower? Yeah. By documenting them, trying to look good in front of the world and you know, gratifying some kind of personal need for you to justify mm. that you're a good person. I mean, good people don't really have to prove it. The people doing the most on the internet are not happy. The truly happy people are the people that are just quietly, if you're really enjoying each other's relationships, so intensely in it, the, the coolest, deepest relationships I've had, I didn't want to share. True. Every time I shared, I lost. True. I lost. Somebody gave me a reason why it's not that happy. But when I'm with a person, personally enjoying our person's space, I'm so busy working on it, trying to make you happy. You also mm. doing it. We're too preoccupied with each other to understand what the world is doing. Yeah. Every time everybody's been an exhibition, is doing too much outside. My brother, something's wrong. They're probably not happy. Something's wrong, bro. This was an episode. It was intense. Like I, I know that you are deep, but I didn't. I, I, this depth is a lot, and and I'm happy that I, I. We'll probably keep this copy. Is it possible to keep this? So I've ordered copies. <laughs> okay, but I mean, but for it's an who... ebook. Uh, so I've ordered copies. Yeah, okay. but I, I like this physical because mm. I feel it read like Yeah. This. So what I did was that, you know, if you order, I ordered a hundred. Um, the first 50 I did, my dad took 20. He stole it literally. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's giving it to his friends yeah. and signing it. And he's, I mean, I've, I told my dad, listen, I've done a lot of great things in my life. Why are you particularly? I mean, this is the first one you've actually come out to get excited. My dad is a reader. He's a book person. He's a mm-hmm. bookworm. Like, lo- my dad, I, sometimes I think my dad loves books more than I compete People. with his love of books. So, mm-hmm. this is the first time he thinks, oh, you really, and you've achieved. 
this book you've written, it's the movie thing never impressed me. Just likes the largest, you know, the returns <laughs> of what comes from it. But this one, he thinks, okay, now this whole brilliance is being put on print. And I like that because we talk, we argue, we're always arguing about the superior sense of, of presence of any subject under the sun. And he keeps telling until I see, until you, you drive a narrative where people can read from. Okay. Mm. Yeah. 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 Just talking. So I think when, when this was, when I told him I'm done, 15, done. Oh, you're done with everything. We we re- I had six months. That was all I did. 15 of them is done. I wrote 18. So we're releasing 15 first. So I have enough material for two years. So the other three, I would decide whether to collapse it into one entity or just release it. I know I'm, I'm pushing. My ba- beyond my boundary and mm-hmm. but can I just have all these 15 already you want, why you want to stress my day for two years I'm going to send 10 to this stuff. I'm going to send 10 to this okay. so I'm sending 5-5 five, five. please yes. please but they were from team let's go yeah, yeah. So, but you guys have to go download it too I mean come on no, don't no, be no, like I, that I give to your where, friends where can. Okay. show love that's how it's done listen it's a circle you mm. see this circle as you receive you you understand that's how blessings yeah. come so if mm. I give you one, you say, you know what, let me support Jim and just download two and give two. But nah, that's, that's big. I can that's, do that. that. That's blessing. I can too. do that. But for so. people that I'm not going to do that for, <laughs> where can they get this book? Okay. Um, so platforms? on the 28th, 6 p.m., we're having a live Facebook event live mm-hmm. where we're inviting all on Sunday. Come. It's a Q&A. You see those things we just talked yes, about? Yes. Anything you want to ask me, anything you want to come to grounds with regarding your life or whatever, I'm there to answer through more light on this book and there will be crazy giveaway of books and all that. Amazing. Now, you know, we'll make the funds available so you go download yourself because I don't know how to physically get it to people. Mm. Then, I had an anonymous guy, I'm telling you, two days ago, maybe he will tell me who he is, that reached my manager in Houston and paid for 50 he's going to pay for 50 amazing i don't know if he's all talk shy but um <laughs> if he comes but he didn't you know i could read his voice mm. because we did a you know a thing on speaker and he said listen that he bought it he read it he's deeply moving he mm. used deeply this are his words and as support he's going to get 50 and just give it out to his friends so i said my brother can you donate at least 10 to my course so i can give out to my constituents okay so how much well. is this book now i don't know that is how removed I am. I'm telling you the okay, truth. Okay, wait, let me ask. I don't... Aramid, how much is it? I, I think I saw seven, I think it's five ninety nine or something. It's $15? I, I, I saw seven. I'll be eight, eight dollars. <laughs> I want to know how much I can support. Let me know if I can support. Mm, to it. Mm. No, just give, do me a favor. Give it out to people you feel that really need it. No, I want to use my own money to see the take to Uncle Tim's life. <laughs> Since, I know I do 50 because that 50 like will go to cost. Yeah. So I also know how much it uh, is first. Uh, the when you find, so we're doing it, uh, I'm, I'm inviting everybody to be part of it. Yeah. And then that's the official launch for the book. So live event on the 28th of this month. Yeah. What's it happening? Um, online, 6 p.m. Right. Facebook Live. Facebook Live. Yeah. It's, it's going to be fun. I promise you. A lot of these things are not done. So we want to do it. It's an online presence. It's an online, you know, title. So we felt let's host people online to talk about it and we don't have any time we're starting six all up until people are tired and then leave i just want to do that okay if i leave it's I'm fun excited. It's, gonna... it's um it's um a master class in, in in life if you will for lack of better word mm. and then all we want to do is just i want to learn and teach mm. amazing in, yeah you never set out to teach never don't make mm. that mistakes every mm. time i go out to teach i learn more mm. 
Amazing. I, I like like I've watched you since I was a child and seeing you now. Okay, the don't make it like that. What's your own life? <laughs> How old are you now, man? Twenty five. Okay. Damn. You look okay, you look a little older though, but yeah, no, when also, the also, no, it's fine, no, no, no. I get it a lot. It's fine. It's fine. Your demeanor. Yeah, it's a very. Well, I was raised by old people. That's that's the I'm thing. You have an old soul. That's why I can connect with you. Let's click it, brother. Now, man, you be. My granny raised me, so I no. Bit... Your granny raised you. Bless her. She's still alive. Of course, she's alive. Oh, bless no, her. She's in... So, um, it's been an amazing show. I I didn't want it to end. I just wanted to keep talking and talking. Mm-hmm. There's a wealth of knowledge, and I think that a lot of it will be in this book. So, yes. guys. Please get your volume own copy. By volume, yeah. volume by volume. If you want to get to this place in life <laughs> where you are rich, successful, you're a veteran and everything, please get the gift in the odds walking through the walls. That's so it. Every volume has its own special. Yeah, we figured it out. So this yeah. walking through the walls, there's, there's, there's how to deal with grief. Okay. There's love unprecedented. There's, there's just a lot of things. We found odd, you know, little nomenclatures for each mm. of the, 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 the terms. Amazing, amazing. Ah, thank you so much for coming. This has been one hell of a tea session. Please, Chester. Cheers, bro. So this tea, and thank you, Lipton, for keeping it refreshed and allowing us experience human connection <laughs> over this cup or with this cup of tea. Uh, thank you, Uncle Jim, for coming. Hey. I don't know why I keep calling you Uncle Jim. I don't know why too, but, but, but I grew up watching you. That's why I call you Uncle Jim. <laughs>